What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the draft show here on Roto Grinders. We are in the thick of best ball season, and we're going to do some baseball stuff. Uh, I'm Britt Devine here with my uh, my Disney brother. Uh, I guess I can call you Stevie down in Florida. What's going on, Stevie? Another day. Um, slept till like noon. Feel refreshed and uh, ready to talk some. Yeah. How was uh, how's the how's the NASCAR grind going for you? Good. It's just busy weekend. So, you know, Sunday night when we do the podcast, I usually do all my work for Monday and then sleep as long as I can on Monday. And today was noon. Yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds good. So uh, lots of fun stuff going on on draft today. Uh, I noticed uh, if you guys are on draft and you, you know, let's say you don't have a lot of money. I've never really seen this before. There's a free roll. It's a four person free draft tournament. You can see it right on here. Maybe we'll do one of these during the show. We'll get in one. But uh, if you guys want to jump into that, feel free to start drafting while we talk about some of the promotions on here today. So open up your app and uh, have some fun, and uh, you can kind of jump in uh, ahead of us and see where some of the value lies. Uh, I also need to mention uh, our best ball kit for the best ball championship. They have the the million dollar first best ball championship if you're looking for some advice on that. Or if you're a small roller and you wanted to play in the mini, they opened up another mini today. So if you didn't know that, you can play mini best ball for just five bucks. And to help you with all that, we have our best ball kit here at Roto Grinders, $39.99. But we give you an entry into the $25 best ball. So it really only costs you about $14.99. It arms you with all the information you're going to need to play in the championships, as well as some of the regular games on there. So if you're interested in that, click the link that Devin dropped into chat and it will help you get into that. So uh, I, I've done a lot of these best balls, Stevie. I, I, I'm more of the mini. I like the mini. I like the $5 and put in like 100 entries rather than put in like 10 or 15 entries into the 25. That's more my style. Um, did you jump in any of those? And then I'm, I'm really happy to see him drop the five uh, once again because that thing filled so fast that I don't think they should really have too much problem filling the second yeah, I have about 20 of the $25 ones, and about 10 of them have Tyreek Hill late in the draft. So I don't know if I'm going to do much, much more of those, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to jump in a bunch of these minis. I didn't get in any of the minis in the first one. Um, I didn't even realize there was a mini best ball tournament going for the first one. So excited that they popped a second one up. I'm guessing it's the same size because the first one filled a month early. So yep. I'm going to be jumping in this one and probably, like you said, probably try to get about 50 to 100 of these and um, – you know, just kind of mix my exposure up. Yeah, it's $200,000, 20K to first, 10K to second. Um, kind of the same thing. One through 12 gets you into the finals, and then they start paying out. So uh, check that out, uh, both the mini and now the mega out there as well. Um, let's jump into a, a couple of drafts today here for uh, baseball. And I'll talk about some of the other stuff we have as we get through the show. It's a seven-game slate, and seven-game slates can be okay. I pulled up for regular DFS tonight. I mean, that that Coors game looks like it's going to be chalktacular overall today, but draft is really strange because uh, as we play these, let me fire one up here for a buck. Uh, I guess uh, I don't know if I want to do a 10-man regular. I guess we'll do an eight-man to start here. You ready, Stevie? Yep. All right. So normally you can get some stacks. And you really can't today because it goes, everybody takes the Rockies and then, you know, everybody takes the Dodgers and then everybody takes the Nationals and then everybody takes the Reds. And it's just, it's really hard to get a stack today. So when we transition to the hitter only, I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult. I played a couple of these pre-show. I was able to get some of the bats that I want and some bats that I, I wasn't really in love with today. 
what do you think is the overall strategy here on draft day? Yeah, usually I like to stack two, but there's just three offenses that I want as much exposure as possible today. So I'm just going to draft those guys. There's not like – like you can make an argument maybe for getting a red stack, and I think you can get a red stack today in a five-man, six-man. Um, but the weather kind of concerning there as well. So I'm just going to load up on cores, load up on the angels, um, and, you know, like maybe some reds at the end. Yeah, where do you kind of mix in pitching in here? Uh, you've got Corbin, you've got Paddock. Uh, if you like, uh, you subscribe to the bat. The bat is Paddock as the best overall roll point scorer today. So I'll, I'll throw that out um, with, with the bat projection system. You've got Caleb Smith, who has some strikeouts. Sunny Gray, there is a little bit of weather concern in that game. So we've got to see what Ross says on that. Where do you stand overall uh, on the pitching, at least at the top? I think if you can get one of the top three guys, um, Paddock, Corbin, Smith, they're very solid because the options behind them are kind of weak. But if you don't get one of those guys, I'd wait, uh, especially in a six-man. You got Barrio, you got Kelly, you got some options down there towards the bottom. So if I can get one of those top guys in, you know, a draft, I don't mind getting one of those guys. But um, if not, you know, then I'm just going to kind of wait and see where I'm at. Yeah, I got Trout as the third pick here. I was pretty surprised at that. Normally, it goes, it's Trout or Bellinger today, 1-2. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Paddock, but maybe Breed was thinking maybe Paddock wasn't going to get back to me if I waited. And then the pitching, once you get past kind of the, the top tier, starts to lo look a little ugly. And you can always find some bats that you want. So I guess I understand where he was coming from today. Uh, you went with Muncie. I like your decision there over going some of the outfielders because infield, it's always kind of a little bit weaker position. You get your exposure to that course team. Um, I, I got some news. You're probably not going to get too many other Dodgers, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Peterson went right after me. You know, Turner's available. Um, so there, there's a couple other ones there. But you're not getting four Dodgers by any means unless you start taking, like, the catcher or something. Yeah. Um, so I pulled up Slate IQ, and – uh, it looks like ownership was put in there about an hour ago. So if you were looking earlier in the day and you didn't see ownership, uh, it is up now. And it is uh, some of the highest ownership I've seen. And, no and normally when I play tournaments on these slates where the ownership gets super heavy, the combined ownership on the Dodgers is 161%. The combined ownership on Colorado is 109%. The combined ownership on the Reds is approaching 100% then it's just everything falls off a cliff after that, uh, at least so far on Slate IQ with the ownership. What do you do in regular DFS when kind of the ownership gets it, – it, it is extremely high in the Dodgers today. Yeah, I love the L.A. team. So, like, I like mixing in some angels. Um, but, yeah, you know, you nailed it. You know, we're looking at a team ownership of 20% on the Dodgers and 13% on um, – the Rockies. So we're looking at high team ownership. We never see that high, um, you know, and like even with the Reds being at 11%, but I feel like the Angels are the second best stack on the slate. So I feel like you're getting a little bit of an ownership, you know, jump there. So I like looking at the Angels um, to maybe pivot off of that, but I'm going to play as much Bellinger as I possibly can. Like he's the top hitter on the slate. It's not close. You don't, you know, you like them over Trout straight up today. It's always tough. I understand you got the cores bump and you all that, but it, no, it's, it's almost always hard for me to take somebody over Trout. Trout's been on fire. He's got an amazing matchup again today. It, it, it's good hitting conditions there in Los Angeles. This week. Oh yeah. For You're not going to go wrong with either one, but like when you're looking at it, like I'm getting a, a road team, I'm getting nine, nine innings in cores. Um, the wind's blowing out in Colorado in this game. Like, 
it just sets up great for the Dodgers and Bellinger's the best hitter on the Dodgers. So uh, load him up. He can hit lefties and righties too. And that bullpen's full of a lot of righties. So if you guys, uh, I want to talk for a second too. We had a, we had a trade with Jordan Lyles. He was supposed to pitch today. So let's say you looked at some stuff earlier in the morning. He was supposed to pitch for the pirates. He got traded. He's back to the Brewers. So they, you know, they release guys, they trade back for him. He's back over there. I don't understand why you'd really want him, but Hey, the Brewers got him. Uh, we've got up Alex McCray, uh, who doesn't have a lot of work so far in Major League Baseball. I've pulled up his minor league numbers. It's in the International League. He's got a, a five ERA, um, less than a strikeout per inning, a strikeout per nine of under eight, actually. I don't really know if that does much to the overall total here. I don't really expect him to do any better than a guy like Jordan Lyles would. Don't really expect him to pitch too deep into the game either. He threw yeah. four days ago, um, didn't pitch deep in that game, only faced six guys. So we're looking at probably a bullpen game um, here for this team. So I think that, you know, you're, you're perfectly okay with loading up on the Reds as long as the weather holds off. You know, that's going to be the important part with this one. Yeah, and we got to see on Roth uh, with that one. I pulled up uh, the plate IQ leaderboard. So if it does turn into a bullpen game, uh, Pittsburgh with a 458 XFIP to give you uh, an idea. Washington, Detroit, Miami. Um, the, the, you know, basically Washington and Detroit look like the clear worst two, and then it's kind of a jumble between other. It's, it's not like uh, Pittsburgh has a great bullpen going for them, at least according to Plate IQ as well today. So uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really too worried. Uh, that wouldn't change my projections too much if I was looking as, at, at the Reds. Is what I'm saying. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, great ballpark. It's a ballpark upgrade for pittsburgh as well against sunny gray like you know this is a good game to target for bats let's see some actually you know what i gotta see uh i'm gonna go with a pitcher here i don't want to wait too much longer because let's see here if this works oh actually i am the only one with a pitcher uh, available so i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna take upton against zimmerman uh, I, I i totaled this up earlier today over his last 10 starts Guess Jordan Zimmerman's DraftKings fantasy point average. 4.8. 0. 0.6. <laughs> I thought it was low. I didn't even think that's possible to, to be a starting pitcher in baseball and perform that bad and still get rewarded with more starts. But this is this is the era of Jordan Zimmerman right now, Steve. <laughs> is it as bad as Matt Harvey? Check. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd have to look into that. But Zimmerman's just so bad. I want to take Upton there. And, uh, of course, I, I, I would have taken Keller, but I'm going to get him here. Uh, let's talk kind of some of the the junk pitchers today because there's quite a few that are interesting. We've got Keller. Keller's not going to have a lot of strikeouts, but he just he doesn't give up power. He goes deep into the games. That counts for something, specifically on draft, right? Like that means something. I'm going to take him here over guys like Maeda and John Gray. But on DraftKings today – you know, Keller's priced up and Merrill Kelly's priced up. And then we've got the John Gray and Kenta Maeda priced way down because they're in course today. This is interesting to me, at least for tournaments today. What are you doing with kind of that jumbled mess? Yeah. Um, I like Jaime Barria as my like SP two for cash games, but I don't really love Brad Keller. I hate Merrill Kelly. He's a guy that just stinks. I know he's been pitching good, but He's in play today because he's facing Miami and he's better against righties. Um, Thomas Pannon is a guy that I kind of like here going up against Kansas City. Bill Miller's the umpire in that game. We got to give a bump to the pitchers in that game. So I, I think that if we're looking to just kind of pay down to get some Dodgers bats, we look at him. But 
know, it's pretty simple at the top for me. It's it's Paddock, it's Corbin, it's Smith. Yeah, um, Panone has some strikeout ability too. So you add that with Bill Miller, and then you've got the Royals. You know, it's 84, but it's a, a theoretically a, a good pitcher's park there in Kansas City compared to at least Toronto. So uh, I like Panone. Uh, I want to throw a couple monkey wrenches uh, into this here. We got Alex McRae. Now he's probably not going to go too deep, but he's now the bare minimum on DraftKings at 4K. We also got the David Hess call up from the Orioles, and he's 4.1K. Hess was absolutely horrific probably uh if cardi was on the bat you know a bottom five pitcher from the bat i would imagine has to come in so far this season he's going up against san diego who has plenty of power are we we getting frisky with either of those two pitchers uh at, at minimum price probably not you know hess doesn't have enough strikeout upside facing a team that does have a little bit of strikeouts in it like if i was going to play either one it'd probably be hess just because i think he'd go deeper into the game as well so Hess is a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact and a ton of fly balls. He's facing a team that has a ton of hitters that have a lot of hard contact over 40%. So I think it's a bad spot for David Hess, but if we're going to play one of these two guys, it's probably him. Um, McCray is not going to go deep into the game. That's the biggest issue with him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read off the plate. I have never seen, not everything is red, but almost every bar is full red all the way to the right on David Hess. So these are the numbers versus righties, which is what San Diego lines up with. 448 Woba. This is over 185 plate appearances this year. Cardi's not here. He's not going to scream sample size at me. But uh, this is what we, what we have to work with this year. 448 Woba. 391 ISO. Uh, the hit distance of 228 is enormous. Almost no strikeouts. He's not walking a ton of guys, which saves him. No ground balls. 51% fly balls, 47% hard contact, no soft contact. Um, the barrels, the well hit, everything's just off the boards for Hess. I, I don't think, what is this, like a two-week stint in the minor leagues is really going to do anything to change who he is. So I think the Padres got the Padres were slightly interesting before, but they're a lot more interesting than they were to start the slate. And the thing about Hess is when they first sent him down, he was working out of the bullpen in AAA. Like, he only started starting again in his last two appearances in AAA. So, uh, for me, you know, in, in AAA, he wasn't really – like, he had some strikeouts in his last start, but, it, you know, he was still giving up home runs. So, I honestly think that we're just going to keep on picking on this guy and not really, like, thinking twice about it. Yeah, I forgot to tell you guys, too, how to follow me on here. If you're new to the show or you haven't uh, followed me on draft, in the bottom right corner of the screen, there's the profile button. You click that. Then in the top right corner, there's an ad friend. You would just type in my name, Britt Devine, B-R-I-T-D-E-V-I-N-E, and you will be able to follow me on draft. Um, will you guys follow me? And before we start our next one, uh, I want to talk starting pitching up at the top today. Uh, the bat has Paddock as number one. I think I like Paddock a little bit more. I always hate that there's almost no, there's basically no chance he goes 100 pitches. If he's not pitching perfectly like as in his last start, he's probably not even going to get to 90. Um, he really has to be cruising to get into the you know 91, 92 pitch kind of thing. Uh, the matchup looks really good for the Orioles. Is he, your, is he the top, uh, top spend up for you today? Paddock is, yeah. I'll take the little bit of discount from the other two guys. Um, I do like, you know, Corbin in this spot. I like Atlanta, too, uh, so I'm not going to sound like a hypocrite. I like the Atlanta bats that they're cheap on DraftKings, but Corbin at home has been dominant this season, so him and Paddock. Paddock's been a lot better at home this season, too, so uh, I think that, you know, Paddock, especially on FanDuel, like, Paddock needs to be your guy on FanDuel. He's, just, he's way underpriced on FanDuel today. 
All right, I've got a hitter only. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun with this. We're gonna do a ten man hitter only. So we're gonna be reaching down into the depths of some bats today. So let's have some fun with this. Here it goes. Uh, we'll answer a couple of QQs. Uh, in the meantime, do you think Gray at Colorado? Uh, he's six point two over on Fanduel, and you can kind of relate this to DraftKings too, where he's six point six percent. Like these guys are much more talented than Brad Keller or Merrill Kelly. It's just they have the Coors effect, which is always hard to overcome. Plus, it's 86 degrees with the wind blowing out in Coors today. So you got all that working for them. Are these guys worth the risk? I I think on DraftKings, they are. I, I don't mind rolling out a Maeda or a John Gray. I think it's your SP2 in tournaments today. I don't, I don't mind that. But I, I don't think on FanDuel and on one pitcher site, I'd mess around. Yeah, I don't mind maybe my Ada on DraftKings, but there's zero chance I'm playing John Gray against Dodgers and Coors, but uh, definitely wouldn't do that on FanDuel either. Like, just find the extra couple hundred bucks, like, not a couple, but a couple thousand dollars to go up to Baria or Paddock or something. Like, it's real. there's some cheap bats on FanDuel, like Verdugo, uh, Verdugo, Verd, I can't ever say his name right. Verdugo. Verdugo is like 3,100, <laughs> like, um dice is 2300 for the angels like there are some cheaper bats to make you know stacking that cores game cheaper um people are talking about rhino's talking about hess no i i don't think i'm gonna play any david hess if david hess beats me tonight stevie i'll just, I'll, I'll give him the tip of the cap right tip of the cap yeah uh all right so we got a 10 person draft about to kick off uh cody went first i expect trout off here you're fifth i'm six we get to snipe each other the whole way uh, let's see. What have we? What haven't we talked about? So we talked about the Dodgers. We talked about the Coors game. Everyone knows to play that. If you had to pick a side, it's obviously the Dodgers, correct? It's Dodgers for me, just because of Maeda's ability to generate soft contact to righties. Yeah, we got to see how many the the Rocky. If the Rockies have six lefties, uh, it be, they become a little more interesting. But if it's a little bit more right-handed heavy, Maeda just completely owns them this year. So I'm really waiting to see what the Rockies lineup before I make too much judgment on that. Where would you have five? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that. I mean, it's Jock. It's, I'm going to take Blackman, the lefty, against my Blackman at home. Is he's just on another level? Where are kind of the <clears throat> off the board offenses coming from? I, you know, I'm looking at Slate IQ San Diego. I think San Diego is probably going to get a little bump in ownership, a <clears throat> uh, 29% cumulative ownership on DraftKings. That probably spikes to the. <clears throat> I don't know, the mid to high 30s, I think, something like that. Uh, Toronto is interesting, but I just always worry taking bats against Kelly. He just gives up no power, and that's a little concerning. You need power, especially with a game in cores. You're not going to win a GPP without having a, a couple, bunch of home runs in your lineup tonight. I don't think. So I, I'm not too interested in Toronto. The other teams, you know, I think Washington's interesting. Atlanta, they're kind of like in that mid-tier. Detroit, I don't know if Detroit really ever gets there. It's just, it's tough to to find offense when it's not the Dodgers, Colorado, Cincy, the Angels, and I think you make a case for Washington as well. Yeah, the interesting thing is, like, a lot of these offenses aren't that cheap. Like, San Diego's a little cheap against Hess. I think they're very, um, like, three, four-man stackable here today um the the Braves are just really cheap that lineup that's come out like Albie's batting second against the lefties cheap Donaldson's 4200 Duvall's 36 Camargo is 26 so like if you're looking for like a four or five man stack that's not going to be super popular and then still get exposure to the cores with the rest of your bats like the cheap part 
part of the Atlanta stack is definitely worth it. Yeah, the I mean they're all cheap. Not only did they get the Corbin uh, price reduction, like guys like Freddie Freeman got the split reduction on DraftKings too, right? So lefty on lefty plus going up against the good pitcher, he goes from fifty four hundred to forty five hundred. And and like if you're stacking up Atlanta, they'll be reasonably low owned. The uh, Acuna is still up there, but Albies you mentioned Donaldson. Carmargo is going to be in a lot of people's lineups tonight just because he's 2.6K, right? You can get Carmargo, you can get Paddock, you can get Barria, you can get all the bats that you want. That's how a lot of people are going to end up making lineups today. So uh, I do think the Braves, even though it's against Corbin, it's 89, the wind's blowing out. Uh, let me pull up Weather Edge and uh, let me see if I can find what Weather Edge has pulled up on that game. I would, I would imagine it's a, a reasonable plus in Washington on that one. Not not as not actually as big as I thought. So over ninety eight games, a four percent increase in home runs. It looks like the biggest increase in home runs today is going to be the Reds game uh, with an eleven percent increase in home runs. I'm a little surprised that Washington weather isn't a little a uh, little bit higher. That's got to be as high with wind and reasonable humidity as it gets in Washington. Yeah, it's just that ballpark, not the best. So, you know, that that definitely hurts it a little bit. But, yeah, the weather is good. The ball should be flying. Let's see. Here. And, like, the I, I like Weather Edge. I use Weather Edge a lot. Um, I think it's a great tool. But we got to remember the balls are a little different this year, too. And mm-hmm. we've like, had a couple percents. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, so I, I think that, you know, you got to remember that, too, when you're looking at Weather Edge. Well, I'm surprised you, you've you got a two-man Dodger stack. I've got a two-man Colorado stack going here. We're not doing too bad, Stevie. Yeah, now this is when it starts to get <laughs> because, like, you're not going to be able to, like, make a three-man because I was going to, like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll stack the Reds. But the three Reds bats that I want are the next three highest projected guys, so I'm not going to get those guys. So um, just looking how I can kind of be a little different here. But, you know, I was going to stack the Padres and somebody took Renfro, so that didn't work out, so. I'm just going to take Josh Bell and his upside against Sonny Gray in that ballpark. Yeah, I think that's fine. I'm going to take Suarez. Suarez looks like a pretty good, uh, you know, if I'm taking some one-offs, I want guys that have home run power, at least on draft specifically. So he looks pretty good even against McCray slash whatever comes in on the bullpen. So, yeah. And you uh, you were talking about Toronto. And the, the interesting thing about Toronto is, like, you got to target the guys that hit the ball up in the air, like Biggio, Smoke, Grichik, because – Keller doesn't give up a lot of power, but he does, you know, generate so many ground balls. So the fact that like Vigio has a 45% hard hit rate and a massive fly ball rate against a ground ball guy makes him really interesting today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to talk, I'll spend a little time. I know we're doing hitter only here, but uh, I want to go back to a couple of things. Uh, we've got a, a YouTube QQ. Is Baria the SP2 we're all looking for? It's the one you're looking for. It's the one I'm looking for. It's the one Stevie's looking for. It's the one everybody's looking for. Uh, so we got Pannone. And you talked about him a little bit here. Uh, you know, the plate IQ doesn't look too great on him, but he had some strikeout stuff in the minors. Can strike out just enough people. The Royals lineup looks like it has a, a decent amount of strikeouts in today. And the bottom of the lineup is just absolute garbage between Ortega, Gallagher, and Billy Hamilton. That's basically a couple of free outs. Um, Panone's cheaper. I think he's an interesting swerve. He's coming in at 14%. So probably that's probably about right. But if, you know, I'm not MMEing today, but if I was, if I had like 20% Panone, 25, I don't even think that's a, a horrible idea tonight. 
No, I, I don't think so either. Um, you know, it just, it, it's just a slate. Like, you know, you're going to have to take some shots and obviously you're just going to not feel great about it, but you're going to do it. Yeah, I just, uh, now I, I was just talking about that, but I just took Jorge Soler against him. Simply, I, you know, I took, why'd I take Suarez? I'm looking for home runs. Why would I take Soler tonight? I'm looking for home runs. So hopefully he doesn't get one of those strikeouts against him, you know, at least in this specific one, but uh, Soler definitely has some upside as well tonight. We are definitely getting into some bats. So uh, you just took Biggio. Uh, you talked about him. Uh, what are si Freddie Freeman's interesting. I bet Freeman goes off the board here in a second. Like scroll down your draft screen. What's really, there's nothing really standing out here too much uh, on the rest of the draft screen on, on what I want to take. <clears throat> Yeah, Christian Walker is a little interesting. Uh, I hate the fact that games in Miami. Um, I, I mentioned Grichik is a guy that can get the ball up in the air. Yeah, not a lot. Like, you know, it's ugly down here. It's ugly. Um, I don't see anything, like, that's, like, amazing. Like, you know, once you get past like, – and, again, we're doing a 10-man, so we're taking, you know, 50 hitters off the board. Um, but maybe, like um, – you know, Will Smith, maybe I take a catcher in cores or Scooter Jeanette, who's been hitting the ball a little bit better in, in Cincinnati against that bad pitcher. Um, you know, maybe I think I'd take Scooter if he doesn't go before me. Yeah, any hitter and I was going to take Freeman, but any hitter in this, uh, in the cores game, you can get Tapia or McMahon. One of the, one of those McMahon's probably going to make the lineup. Yeah, I'm gonna take um, my boy Scooter if he doesn't get sniped. Well, I'm waiting for his first home run anyway. I, I keep playing him in DFS, waiting for the home run. So yeah, I don't why know not if, just keep it rolling? I don't know if Smith's gonna be the uh, the catcher today. I might just take a Coors bat and pray for the. Oh, you know, it never hurts to take a uh, a hitter against Jordan Zimmerman. I'm gonna take Albert Pujols. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll make the lineup. <laughs> yeah, DH. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll take off uh, Pujols there. Yeah, but it, this is a. I think this one's more interesting than than trying to talk in the pitcher. So we'll do it. We'll do another hitter only for the people. Maybe even two. Uh, first, I want to tell you about our Roto Grinders badge promo as the draft uh, kind of fills out here. Uh, this is a promotion where if you show your badge, uh, you you sign up for it. Devin dropped the link in there, and you happen to place in the top of certain tournaments uh, around the industry we will give you a month of Roto Grinders premium, but you have to sign up for it and actually upload the badge before you win the tournament, which is all in there in the little uh, thing that Devin's put in there. Uh, you can get 40 bucks of premium. NFL's coming up soon, right? Who wouldn't want a month of free premium coming up for NFL for week one for everything uh, that's going to be happening. Uh, NFL is busy season. You can roll it into NBA, get the end of baseball. Probably if there was ever a time to get a month of premium, it's probably actually like right now, if you're not at like a normal premium subscriber, um, we want to give some shout outs to people who have recently done it. Just Bob 20, Devil M450, Kodiak Dog, Zenster, The Curve, Queen Soso, a bunch more. I don't want to read them all. Devin gave me way too many names to, to, to list off, but we'll give you a shout out usually if you do it and uh, a fun way to attempt to try to get uh, a month of Roto Grinders Premium, too. So, uh, with that done, Stevie. Uh, let's play another one. I want to note, too, guys, if you're not playing along with us, don't forget the free roll on draft. Uh, I've never really seen these before, but if you want to play, it's a $50. It's a four-person tournament. It will probably last uh, several days because it's only four-person. You can jump in it. 
you can draft if you want a chance to try to win some money for nothing. So you can do that during the show if you want a free one, or you can do it afterwards uh, with a shot. And if you want to try to go to the live finals, they've got one of those up for baseball as well tonight. 88 bucks, but you only got to beat this. Uh, what is this? It's probably a six person, I would imagine. Let's see. Yeah. So you got to win tonight and then you got to win once more and boom, you're on your way to the live final on draft. Uh, let's do another hitter only. I think that's a little bit more fun today. Maybe we should do a, should we do an auction and have some really, really throw the people for a loop, Stevie? Sure. Maybe we'll see how much time we have after this. I'll do another 10 man cause it's fun. Uh, there we go. You should have the invite for that one. Uh, so what else? I'm, I'm trying to see what else is there to talk about us on baseball today. I think we've covered, I think, everything between bats and hitters. Um, the new pitcher in Pittsburgh doesn't really change any of my projections. I still expect the Reds to, to draw uh, or to be able to have a pretty good game. Uh, that is the one weather game if you were concerned about any type of weather. So you're going to have to tune into Roth, uh, Roth's update at 530. And then if you're a premium member, make sure to check uh, check crunch time on that. Uh, let's see. As I get my my, my Turning Stone uh, sportsbook email, it's coming, Steve. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some periscopes from there, eating some food. I got a press pass. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be schmoozing, and I'm gonna write something up here for the uh, the Rotogrinders people too. So there you go. Take advantage of those press passes. Um, what are you doing? Let's see. We didn't spend too much time on on Merrill Kelly or Caleb Smith in that pitching matchup. But what do you what do you think is going to happen in that game today? A, a seven and a half total. We basically haven't seen that since the start of the season. Um, not a lot of offense. You know, Caleb Smith, decent strikeout rate. Um, Diamondbacks do have some, they they loaded up the righties like they they went full on right handed bats here in this lineup. So, um, it's just going to be one of those games that I think ends like three to two four to two something along those lines so um finally got bellinger yeah bellinger i got trout i'm happy i think we're both we're both gonna be happy here (laughs) so but yeah kayla smith does give up a lot of um hard contact and fly balls to righty this ballpark helps that he does strike out righties at a higher clip but i will say like looking at the arizona lineup today a little bit less strikeout upside for smith so again uh it's just one of those reasons why i like paddock and you know corbin i think there's a big gap yeah, everyone but uh, Walker is a below average strikeout hitter in that um, Diamondbacks lineup today. Doesn't I don't spend too much time on that when you really have the elite strikeout pitchers, but uh, I think I would still take Paddock, and I would probably even take Corbin over Caleb Smith today. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What's going off the board on draft? Nothing too crazy. It went really Dodger heavy at the beginning. So no way. <laughs> Dodgers Rockies heavy. Who would have thought that? Now let's see if I can come up. If you guys have any QQs, throw them into chat. Guys, we got another half hour, and I think we've already talked about everything in baseball. So unless you want me to start pulling up my best balls for NFL and going over who I took in the seventeenth round, you better uh, better start throwing some QQs uh, into the Roto Grinders chat, or if you're on YouTube. Devin will curate them from over there uh, for you guys. So if you have any questions, we're going to have plenty of time uh, and be able to take them for you today. Is there a guy that you've been drafting in the 17th round, like 17th round on purpose? I don't know. I have a lot of uh, our Sega white side. I like the, like the guys who are on good offenses that if they get the chance, like let's say Elshon Jeffrey or Deshaun Jackson, get her. I mean, there's, they're both home. Deshaun Jackson's 32 and Jeffrey's going to be like 30. 
I like the guys that can jump in there and have really good opportunities should one of those guys get hurt kind of as, as like my 17th and 18th round players. Yeah, McNeil Harry is probably my highest own best ball guy. I love him this year. You like Harry, it's a yeah. little tough. It started like he was going to get a lot of hype, and it hasn't really the height. I know the preseason hype pieces, so you're probably getting them a lot cheaper now than you were like a month ago. Yeah, I, I've been getting him. Um, I've been drafting him a little higher than the ADP on him too. So I'm going to get a three man Dodger stack in this in this um, draft. Maybe. It goes through. I mean, you're back to back here. Yep. Bellinger, Seeger, Pollock. Yeah, that's fine. I just took Rendon. I'll take Rendon. I just think he's just too good. And now I'm kind of like stuck. I was hoping you would leave me one of those guys. So it looks like Daniel Murphy, welcome to the team, my friend. Yeah, I debated on Murphy over Pollock just because we don't know if Pollock's going to be in the lineup or not. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some QQs have started to roll in here. Um, is it too late for best ball? Definitely not. You can get the best ball kit, right? That's 40 bucks here in Roto Grinders. We give you the $25 entry fee. Ends up costing you 25 bucks. Um, I'll jump. I've got a little while in between picks here. So if you've never played best ball or want to know if it's too late, you don't just have to play the championship. Those are cool if you're trying to win a lot for a little. But I grind out these $1 and $5 12 mans like nobody's business. Um, those are fun. You, you got to, you know, place like top four in the league and you'll get some money back. These are like the consistency cash games. If you want to go for broke, uh, you can play the best ball tournaments and it is never too late for best ball. I can almost guarantee you that. Um, if you feel like you're at a disadvantage by not having Tyree kill in the mega at, you know, in the ninth round, I don't really think it's as big of an advantage as, as some people make it out to be right. You can play the mini, you can play the regular ones where everyone's on the same page, but uh, yeah, great product. I, I, I love it. I, I can't believe it's not like everywhere. Like why is it not on DraftKings and why is it not everywhere? Like best ball is just a, a really good product. So, yep. Uh, let's see people sleeping on Caleb Smith tonight. So currently Smith is projected at 17% ownership. Uh, we've got Corbin at 15%, and then we've got Paddock at 28%. So it seems like Paddock, then Smith, then Corbin on the high end. I might, I don't know, it's really, really tough to say because that Miami ballpark really evens it out. But maybe, just maybe, I give Corbin the slightest ownership edge over smith our projections are pretty close but i'm just picking nits over here uh, like smith could certainly have a good game i just i just think i'd rather play for paddock or i'd rather go cheap and just get all the bats that i want today yeah um i like paddock i like corbin more than i like smith uh, again we were just talking about smith um good ballpark but it's not a lot of strikeouts there's gonna be a lot of contact maybe pitch deeper in the game and you know throw seven or eight innings here but um, I just – I don't like Smith as much as I do these other two guys. Uh, someone wants to know – Ryan wants to know, is the total too high in the Dodger game? Uh, I'm going to pull up the bat totals really quick here, and I'll see what the bat says. I think it's probably about right. Maybe it might be too high, but it's cores and it's 89 degrees, so it's really tough for me to, to say any total is really too high. These are too good. If these were two crappy pitchers, it would be a 14-and-a-half total today. 
yeah, and great weather, good hitting weather, like what what we want. The you know Weather Edge is telling us that it's hitter friendly today, so a lot of green on Weather Edge where you want to see green. Uh, I will say the total on uh, that the bat uses for them is at fourteen point six on that. So uh, if you like some of the stuff that goes into that, the total is definitely not too high. Yep, I like it to go over as well. Get one pick. Oh man, I really almost want to take Soto. I guess I'll take Biggio for a home run. Actually, you know, I'll take Soler for sure. Alex, risk reward. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, possible trade guys to go avoid tonight. Maybe I, I, I wasn't expecting Jordan Lyles to get traded today, but he got traded. So you, you never really know this time of year. Nope. And you know, luckily, a lot of the teams that are making moves are not on the slate outside of Toronto, but, you know, they're not going to really trade any of these young guys. So, completed my core stack. I got, Howie, I got Howie Kendrick as the my last pick here. That's pretty good. Yeah, Keiko's velocity was down. He dominated last game, but his was the lowest velocity he's had all season. So, maybe it was on purpose, but, yeah. Uh, is Maeda too risky in Colorado? Like I wouldn't, I would never play the Coors pitchers generally, but it is interesting. I think DraftKings got their pricing about right, and it still doesn't even seem like people are using them tonight. Right, six point eight K for my eight on DraftKings. If the Rockies roll out for some reason, like four to five right-handers, I might have some interest in my Ada. If they roll, if there's just like three righties, and it's Story Arenado and maybe it's like a Desmond or someone else they throw out there, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit less interested in Maeda. He owns the right side of the plate against righties, and he's been struggling a little bit against lefties this year. So I'm going to wait on my final decision on Maeda based on you know, the handedness of the Colorado. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. Um, Bellinger or Trout for you, Stevie? Bellinger. I think it's very close. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Trout. It's just very tough for me to not take Trout here. The only reason, again, outside of it being cores, is I'm guaranteed the ninth inning, and I think the Angels are mm-hmm. gonna be winning. You might not get that ninth inning for Trout. So when I have it, when it's this close, I think that's you know a lot of the deciding factors can come from that. Yeah, I get it. Um, Big team with a Cincinnati stack. Solaire or Puig, if you had to pick one today. I think I'd go with Puig. I think it's closer than. Um, it's close, but I still think I lean Puig. Um, let's see. So the ownership is going to be a big difference. So Puig's 17% on DraftKings and Solera is 5%. Do I think Puig outperforms Solera three out of four slates? Absolutely not. Um, so I, I, I like Puig. If I'm playing a cash game, I'm, I'd probably play Puig. But if you're just looking for one guy to insert into a tournament team tonight, uh, I, I I would take Solaire. Uh, I think I think Solaire is an excellent chance at a home run or a bust for him tonight. Uh, let's see what time is it. So what do we have? We got twenty more minutes. All right, Stevie, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here. Let me let me let me see what we can do here. All Deep right, we're gonna we're gonna do a blind auction. You ready? Yeah, we're gonna do uh, five people. You ready? All right. So uh, if you get, I want, I want I want people to understand what they're getting into. So this is going to be an auction. If you've never done these, 
you just you put in a number if someone outbids you they outbid you you will be able to see what i'm bidding but it's going to be on delay so you might not be able to, to get it <laughs> but we're going to mix it up we're going to have some fun on draft i like innovation right not a lot of people play these we can mix them in on the show every once in a while but uh here we go let's see if we can fill a little five-man auction here i would imagine between the 400 and in 93 look at that oh devin jumped in here devin devin's playing me you play me you're at a real disadvantage with this one with devin being on the show he can, yeah like he can yeah look at this he's gonna know exactly what we're spending or at least what i'm spending what you're spending yeah yeah this, devin this is like collusion almost if not cheating i'm not sure you should have gotten into this game here if you want my dollar that bad i'll just paypal it to you <laughs> <laughs> uh this will be fun so i like doing all these fun formats Let's see. Devin's got to nominate somebody. Let's see what we can come up with on this one. Yeah, I'm going to be playing a lot of best balls this week. Um, my daughter has dance camp this week, so I have to sit there for two hours. So it's two. It's two tournament championship teams right there. I like to get like three or four in. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're multi, you can multi-draft those. I like to just do one at a time because I, I I really like to pay attention to the board. I like to try to get some, you know, a stack or two in some of my teams as well. So I, I, I just like to keep that to one at a time. Let's see. Who's, who's Devin nominating? How much money do we have here too? We got a hundred bucks. Mike Trout. All right. Devin's going to cheat. Let's see here. All right. I got my, I got my bid locked. Let's see. I think he should have to bid at, or you. Oh, so so Thorpe won him for forty nine. I I got I bid forty. So it's not like he got him for got him for nothing. Like Devin's cheating over there. Yeah, Thorpe. I passed him out. I didn't even put a bid in. So I think there's a strategy to these. I love these blind auctions. They're really fun um, during basketball season too. Um, only a couple of us bid. I think a couple people passed. Oh, I got I got Corbin for twelve. So I didn't bid too much, just enough. Yeah, Would I did. Eight, so I was right. You were right. We we were right around the same thought process. All right, let's do Jock. Oh man, what if? I'm probably not gonna get Jock. Oh, Devin won him for eighteen. I got him for I bid seventeen. Of course, right. Of course, Devin outbid me by one dollar. Uh huh. It starts already. <laughs> he needs to hurry up and fill his team up so you can start getting guys. Oh, I didn't want I didn't want to nominate Bellinger, but I guess that's what happened. I was too slow nominating. Uh, we got some QQs. Oh wow, you bid fifty. I bid forty again. Done. I, I, make, I was making sure I was getting Bellinger. We're making sure. Uh, Cunha's up here. I mean, I'll I'll put in a bid to Price and Force, but I'm not thrilled. Remember, like when you're when you're bidding, if you want to just set a number, all you got to do is tap on it, and you can type in the number you want. You don't have to keep hitting plus. We got a couple a uh, couple QQs. We'll try to keep an eye on this. Uh, favorite value? Yeah, keep your QQs coming, guys. Uh, you want to stack? Nobody's going to own tonight. And we didn't even really talk about Sunny Gray. Uh, I like Sunny Gray quite a bit tonight. Um, what are you doing with Gray or a uh, a pirate stack? Gray's got 32% ownership. He's going to be pretty popular. Probably going to pass on Gray. Um, I saw his ownership earlier, and you know, it just makes me not want to have interest in him here. He has been 
pitching really good um, at home this season. But uh, for me, I think this is a pass spot on on Gray uh, for me against Pittsburgh. A lot of lefties in this lineup, a lot of upside for the Pittsburgh bats. So going to pass on Sonny Gray. It's more of just ownership because I, I do think he's a good play. Uh, favorite value pitchers on DraftKings tonight. Oh, here comes Gray. I already bid on Gray, so I can't do that. Um, so the value pitcher everybody's going to be playing is going to be Jaime Maria. Um, huge favorite. He's not really good, but the Tigers stink, and they're probably not going to have Castellanos, and, and that's usually enough to get it done for me. So Berea is going to be the value play uh, of choice. What are we doing if we're not using Berea, Steve? Paying down, um, taking a shot on maybe Pennone against uh, Kansas City. Maybe David Hess against San Diego, but um, just paying down. If you're not going to play him, you're just you're saving the money to load up on some bats and hoping your bats make up the difference in points. Let's see what put what position. Oh, he's going to be an infielder. All right. Let's see if I can sneak. No, I can't. Couldn't sneak Tatis in there. Um, Pannon was somebody we liked at 5,500. Has some strikeout ability. You can go to Merrill Kelly just because it's Miami, but he's going to be pretty popular for, let's see. I'll pass on Votto. I'll let everybody else uh, try to take a shot on Votto. Look at, Votto. Look at Devin filling up his team with Votto. That was his last pick there. This team's full. All right, yeah, they'll make it easier. You got Caleb. I can't go for Caleb Smith. Nope. This is interesting because you want Paddock. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. Listen, I would have taken Caleb Smith for a dollar too. Like, <laughs> as I said, there's some there, there's some strategy here. Like the guy, the only other guy that can get a pitcher now can only bid a dollar because he used all his money for Trout and Blackman. Now I'm going to get Paddock for two bucks. Like, uh, hey, listen, there's there's some strategy here. Let's see. What do I need? I need. And there's still plenty of bats that I can spend some money on. So, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty good on money and playmakers good on money, but um, be interesting to see how the rest of these teams come up. You just use all your money. Yeah. I want a doll. Then I'll just get a dollar infielder to close it out. There you go. So who'd I end up with? I got story. Corbin, Otani, and Dahl. That's not that's not a horrible team. No. I want Muncie here. I don't know if I'll be able to get Muncie. Playmaker has a little bit more money than I do. Yeah, he got it. He yeah. 48. He he he, uh, he was playing the Dahl. You just get all the one dollar people at the end here, Stevie. Uh-huh. Well, like I, I just look at it and like I get to dictate my out my infield. Um I really wanted Muncie. I bid a lot on Muncie. Like I think he bid what, 48? So I bid 35. I wanted Muncie a lot. Uh, I wish I would have bid more now. Week for a buck sounds pretty good. Uh, who dongs tonight, Van Meter or Scooter? Hopefully it's Scooter. He's just been so bad. He's been hitting the ball a little bit better over the weekend, so hopefully he can keep it going here against a bad pitcher. Um, since he's come back, he has two extra base hits. Yeah. Yeah, great. Oh. <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, they, they... I watched him in one of his rehab starts. He looked awful. He was down here in Florida playing in a AAA ballpark. Yeah, uh, I, I like Van Meter. His price has gotten to the point where he's not an auto overplay as he was kind of before. 
Oh. So I'm trying to decide. I guess I want Anthony Rendon as my other infielder. Yeah, I like Rendon. I bet a buck. Yeah. I'm going to nominate Chris Paddock. Spend my $2 on him here. You won. Congratulations. And you can get your outfielder a choice. Um, I'm going to take Calhoun. Would you – like, Plate IQ has the Tigers really low owned, and or Slate IQ, and it has – actually, it doesn't even have the Tigers that low owned. It has them at 56% total ownership. Do you – I just – I don't know. I don't see how – how does this Tigers lineup win? Barrios, Barrios starts walking people again. Um, but I, I don't see the upside for them to win a tournament. I guess maybe like a two or three man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. All right, I got Turner for a buck. I'm good with that. So, yeah, these are fun little games we can play. We're still going to – it looks like we're still going to have time to do something else here on draft. They give us an hour show on seven games. We're, we're, we're able to kind of have a, a fun time over here. Let's see uh, Let's see Devin the Cheater's team. Sonny Gray, Cheater, Jock Cheater. Let's see here. Look at all this. Look at, look at this report. This is too fancy for me. I don't even understand what's happening. Let's see Devin the Cheater's team. Verdugo and Jock Peterson. He, he outbid me by a dollar on Jock. You got Vado, Acuna, and Sonny Gray. That's a good team. Paddock, Turner. This is just a five-man, so everyone's team's going to look pretty good. Trout, Blackman, Arenado, Machado, Machado, but he got Jaime Berea. Um, yeah, everybody's team looks good. I so, wish I would have went Max on Muncie. Yeah. This is uh, a little fun thing we'll do every now and then when we have some time. And I guess we have time to do one more. Uh, we got 10 minutes. We'll do one little hitter only. I'll have to shorten it up a little bit so that we can get it done. I think I'll do what do we got? Let's do like a seven man. Well up the up the stakes, we'll play for five bucks. It's out there, Stevie. Go click on it and we'll get out of here uh on that one. Throw in some more QQs of Valar. I've been playing Valar a lot, so I've gotten like the good Valar variants. Uh, are are you playing him tonight though? I think this is the night the luck sort of runs out on him. Well, he's still 4K. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you want to play him. I'm not going to talk you off of him at 4K. It's just it's hard. If if he does have a good game, it's interesting because you get like massive leverage against the chalk pitcher of the night. But these were all games in Los Angeles. That's a hitter's park, and that was against some pretty poor pitching. This is kind of where I think his his luck starts to turn around here. So uh, I'm I don't have too much Valar if it any today. I got the first pick. Um, I've gotten Trout a bunch of times. I've had the first pick today, Stevie. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go to your boy Bellinger just for a little bit of a uh, little bit of variance in my lineups today. Yeah, smart to get the best hitter on the slate. Yeah, in course Field. Yeah. Like what Bellinger's been able to do this season is just insane too. So I like Bellinger. Yeah, as, as good as Bellinger is, Mike Trout is much better. I wouldn't know if I'd go much better. We'll have we we still need to see Bellinger for the next few years and really get a good idea. But what he's doing so far in his career, he's right up there with Trout for sure. Uh, let's see favorite Trout's stack. Best player in baseball. Favorite stack other than Dodgers or Coors. Factor in any type of ownership, whatever you want to do, Stevie. Who's the team you're stacking if it's not those two? I'm actually shocked the Angels aren't as popular yeah. as they are. Like I, I think the Angels are in a great spot against Zimmerman. You talked about. 
his average fantasy points, but just look at his stats. He stinks. Like he's given up a ton of home runs this season. Like, you know, the angels are in a really good spot. And if people are not going to play them, like this ballpark has changed a lot this year, this ballpark has gone from a massive pitcher friendly ballpark to a hitter friendly ballpark this season. And we're looking at a guy that has a home run for nine at, you know, 1.24 against lefties and 1.42 against righties. And there's plenty of upside here. Yeah, I think we're too low on the Angels' ownership. If you uh, Jamino's out there, I would tell you to give a small across-the-board bump to some Angels' ownership because based off what I see on Slate IQ and ownership, that's the team I'm also attacking right now. So I got to see what it ends up with. But uh, I like them, and if I was looking for a sleeper team, I like the Padres, but I also think the Padres are probably a little too low on Slate IQ as well. So those are the two teams I'm looking at for some uh, some home run upside tonight. Uh, let's see. It's not like the angels are cheap either. You got to pay up to get them. So that whole, that whole Baltimore series was just, everyone was hitting crazy, which is hint, hint why I like the Padres tonight. <laughs> the problem with stacking the angels though, you got to use three outfield spots. So they're a tougher team to stack. Well, if Jordan was on, right, he'd tell you, do not use all three outfield spots for the angels. Just use two. Cause then if you, I don't know if I agree with it completely. Everyone can have different points of view. I got to make my team. I'm going to take Dahl and I'll take, uh, I guess I'll take Verdugo. Um, where if you use like all three angels outfielders, <clears throat> you, you don't get Blackman, Bellinger. You don't get Jock. You don't get um, like, you can't get a Soto. You can't get a Puig. You can't get anybody else. You can't use any of those other outfielders. And I think you want to sometimes. So for very specific teams like the Angels, I, I don't mind using all three outfielders. But um, specifically, if you're MME, you don't have to have all three of those outfielders. Yeah, I think that maybe leaving off of like Otani and maybe paying up to get Bellinger and Trout on the same team. Uh, that's what my Angel stack looks like. I'm playing five teams tonight on DraftKings. And that's what my Angel stack looks like. So I can see doing that. Uh, any love for Keller tonight? I don't mind Keller. He's certainly in the mix. Uh, he's 200 more than Merrill Kelly, and Merrill Kelly's twice the ownership. But what you get out of Keller is the ability to go seven, eight innings because he just he hasn't really given up home runs all season long. And if you're not giving up runs, it kind of allows you to sneak in a couple of extra innings uh, with Brad Keller. And Toronto can just be like the worst of worst teams sometimes. Keller's been pitching well. The two seven strikeout performances against Detroit and Chicago. I mean, I guess you could kind of seen those coming, right? Those aren't two very good offenses with a lot of strikeouts. That's in his range of outcomes tonight against Toronto. And even if he doesn't, right, he can go seven innings with 15 ground balls and three strikeouts and just give up four hits against Atlanta. He can give you that type of performance well. I like Keller. If you're playing on draft, I like him on like a six man as like your last pitcher. And I certainly don't mind him in DFS tonight. Probably priced a couple hundred dollars too much. But one of the, you know, I was looking through all the the millionaire maker lineup, Stevie, and if a guy's priced a couple hundred dollars too much, that's probably when you want to play him in tournaments. <laughs> yeah, you have an article coming out with that, don't you? Yeah, like a, the like a, a big article. <laughs> there you go. I think it's going to be premium only. Um, so no, no, no freebies on it. It's too good, Stevie. Too good. <laughs> hey, I get that. 
I don't give out any freebies for NASCAR. Well, I guess it's lying. I give out a video every week for free. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going to, I got Bellinger, Dal, Verdugo, and I get to, I'm going to take Puig for sure. I can't believe Puig is still on the board. And then I'm going to close it out. Um, I think with one of my home run calls of the night, as, as much as I like a Pannone as a one-off pitcher, I also like Soler as a one-off hitter. So uh, I'm going to take Soler to, to hit a home run tonight. There you go. Uh, I want Renfro. I'm hoping that I get him. He's a guy that I like for a home run tonight against um, Hess. That's a good one. You called it out, hopefully, before the delay picks in, because the number one thing they do in, do in the show, Stevie, is they take your guys as soon as you mention them. That's fine. <laughs> I like my team. My team's really strong in this one. That's probably yeah. my favorite team that I've drafted. Seager, Murphy, Otani, yeah, I like it. Well, we, what do we do? A seven, seven man instead of ten, so everyone seems. I guess old. that makes a lot. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Fifteen extra hitters, uh, kind of gone. But anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in uh, to the draft show. We appreciate it when you tune into this show and all the other shows. We've got another uh, show, a little bit more uh, DFS focused than the draft show coming up next. We've got crunch time. You're gonna want to stay tuned to that for the weather updates in Cincinnati. Um, we've got our draft best ball kit. If you want to kind of join in on all the best balls, you can see I've got a couple going here, just the regular best balls. You can get some information for that, but it is centered around the best ball championship. They have a $25 version uh, with a first place of a million dollars. Doesn't suck to be able to turn 25 into a million. It's long odds, but someone's got to win this thing and you would be more prepared if you get the best ball kit. We throw in a $25 entry fee basically makes it 15 bucks. So check that out. Uh, you can find links to that all over Roto-Grinders. And if you were a small baller, the 25 was a little too much for you. They opened up another mini, which is really filling fast. It's going to fill the mini. This new mini will fill within like 10 days, I would assume. Just it, it, they fill so fast. It's five bucks. Start drafting into that. And uh, you'll get probably as we get closer to the season, a lot more casuals will start firing it up and the advertising kicks in. Uh, so the uh, the mini should be pretty soft if you want to start jumping into that. So check that out along with everything else on draft. Uh, Stevie, it's been fun. Give me uh, give me like a player you got to have tonight. Um, Bellinger would be too. So give me Matt Tice um, as your cheap value of the play of the day. All right. We're going to get out of here on that. I'm Britt. He's Stevie. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we out you. This is Dave Potts with Roto Grinders. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick walkthrough of my lineup from Tuesday night that won the uh, relay throw on DraftKings and just kind of briefly talk through the tools that I used on the site um, to help making those lineups. Um, if you're familiar with my article, uh, The Million Dollar Musings, that sort of gives you the, the backdrop of how I do my research um, as far as mostly looking through plate IQ to find, um, just go through the matchups each day, make my lists of top plays at every position and things that I like. Um, but in those bigger tournaments where I'm multi-screen, uh, I've been using Lineup HQ's Lineup Builder to get me more lineups than I can build by hand. In the past, I've been uh, someone who did everything by hand, and I do about 15 or 20 lineups, um, anything that's going to be in a single entry or a three max entry tournament is going to be done by hand. 
but when I get into multi-entry, um, especially if I'm trying to do a, you know, a whole bunch of versions of a stack, I'm, I'm going to use the lineup builder. So I'm going to show you um, what I did on that night with the uh, Padre stacks uh, that helped me take down that tournament. So if we go to results DB, you can look back at any contest you want and see ownership levels. Um, and this was the relay throw. And um, right here up top, this is the lineup that won for me. Uh, you'll see I uh, paid all the way up for Max Scherzer and all the way down for Nestor Cortez. Um, there was sort of a high end and a low end of pitchers and then a mid tier. And uh, this lineup went uh, went high low. Yeah, so there's, there's a couple ways you can go. And I don't think you're crazy for going in several different ways. Um, personally, I think you get... I think you can get up to Max Scherzer and punt, punt some bats um, because we've got, with these hitting conditions, some of the punts are just more interesting. The the really cheap stuff, I think is going to be very chalky in tournaments, and I like it. I like Cortez, and I'm even fine with Jesse Chavez. Um, and then a five-band Padres stack with uh, power one-offs and Vogelbach and Lestella, and then a cheap Kyle Garlic who was there just to make the salary fit. On FanDuel, the Padres are just way too cheap. Uh, Reyes and Renfro, I think you can play in cash games, and I think they're going to be really chalky in tournaments on FanDuel as opposed to DraftKings, um, but I even like them there. What I want to point out about this lineup is for this tournament, I was the highest on that uh, Padres stack of everything that day, and the one thing I want to make sure of is that I just got simply way ahead of the field on the Padres. It's not that they were sneaky. But um, when you get to a 15-game slate, I just am not as concerned with ownership as I am on a smaller slate, as much as I'm concerned with making sure that I am ahead of the field on whatever I like the most. Um, so I'm not going to worry about getting off of a stack that I like because it's popular, but I don't want to just simply match the field on it. Um, so if we click to my ownership, um, just look at my lineups. I believe I had something like... 80 lineups and if we start just looking at the hitters um, you'll see that my five highest owned uh, bats were all these Padres what's interesting is my highest owned, and I think everyone's highest owned Padre was Fran Mil Reyes and he's the guy that didn't do anything that night he got robbed of a home run um, but he only ended up with three points but having those multiple varieties of Padres stacks allowed me to have um, Manny Margot in that winning lineup and he's the guy that wasn't in my you know, my first build of a Padre stack did not have Marco. Um, and that's why I want to make sure I had multiple versions of that stack. So I could pair him with the guy that I did like the most, other than Reyes, was Mejia, um, who had a big night. And then if we go look at my um, pitcher ownerships for that night, wait, wait for it. There it is. Um, what you'll notice is um, I X'd out most of the pitcher pool, all these zero percents. Um, I did not want any of those guys. I was focusing on the, the two expensive guys, Scherzer and Cole, the two cheap guys, Cortez and Chavez. And then mid-tier, I, I was on Jack Flaherty, who had a bad night. Um, but he had four great innings and then one bad inning, which uh, kind of ruined it all. Um, but I knew I didn't want to be just all in on, on someone like Flaherty. So I mixed in the other mid-tier guys a little bit along with him. Um, but the lineups that do, did the best that night were the Scherzer with one of the cheap guys who both came through. Um, so the reason I use lineup HQ for multi-entry stacks is to get me all these different combos of these pitchers that I like. 
Um, I can get to, like I say, I can do about 20 by hand where I'll figure out, okay, let me make sure I have five with Jack Flaherty and five with Scherzer. Um, but to get all the right combos of the different versions of the stack, um, I just set in these percentages, um, mostly by Xing out a bunch of pitchers and then uh, doing the same at the positions um, where just getting rid of some of the players that I know I didn't like. Um, like, so all these first basemen down here were just X'd off my list. Um, so I didn't want to try to play everybody. Um, and that allowed me to make sure I had a focus on Padres stacks with all these different pitchers. And um, as it worked out that night, one of them hit. And um, that's what we're trying to do in these big tournaments. It's really kind of first place or bust. Um, so the key there is get ahead of the field on your stack and then focus on the players outside your stack. These guys like Vogelbach and Lestella were kind of the difference makers as really low owned plays with home run upside. So the players who are not in my stack that don't have home run upside and are expensive are going to get X'd out completely. Um, and then I'll leave a couple of these cheap guys like Garlic in because they're the only way you can fit Scherzer with a Machado and a Tatis is by having something cheap. Um, so that's basically the process I use on lineup HQ. Um, get all my Padres stacks. Um, and for this set of lineups, I set 100% Padres stack exposure. Um, I think I did 30 Padres stacks or so. Um, and I did those all in one build with 100% primary stacks on the Padres um, with the way I had uh, mixed in the ownership and everyone else. And that night it worked out for me. So if you have uh, any questions, you can always find me on the Million Dollar Musings. Um, we can, uh, I'll usually talk through each day which of the stacks I like, which slates I'm not stacking, if I'm doing mini stacks, who I like. And you'll be able to figure out kind of how I'm getting to my player pool on each night from that. And then um, just a matter of watching the games and every once in a while, um, it works out like that. So good luck to you and we will talk to you later. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Steam Sunday 904. If you want to get all technical, I'll be at us 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time. Which, of course, which is time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called, it's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Drafts. Join me today. You might know such things as the uh, Print Factory. It's a befuddled Big T who's on full tilt because we got your rattle pre show. You're throwing me off, too. We, I, we were talking about how. Uh, I'm going to go see a movie tonight when one of our producers, Simon, you're like, yeah, what, what movie are you going to see? You're like, well, guess. It's like so chalky. It's so obvious. And you can't figure this out. How are you stumped? I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, haven't, I haven't been to the movies in a minute, but. <laughs> Who is the greatest director of our time? The, holding hands, seeing The Lion King, though. We're not seeing The Lion King. I've, I've not seen the original Lion King. Should I have seen that when I was like five? I don't know. I, mean, work, I think one of the lions dies, right? I, mean, I want to know what movie this is, so. Yeah, well, we're, run them down. Well, what, what are you looking at? It's a seven-game slate. We'll talk about it in a second. But now, I'm, you know, what do you see in front of you that you're kind of doing to do, do like the I mean, process? Yeah, of shut games. it down. Now we got yeah. we got Lion King. Well, let me see. Let me pull it back up here. It's definitely not Lion King. Okay, how about this? Just who's the best director of our time, of our generation, the last 20 we years? we got different interpretations of that. Maybe ever. This this guy is the Mike Trout of directors, except instead of he bats a thousand, he's never not like hit a homer every time. Best. I mean, I don't even know what movie it could be. I'm looking at the list, and it just doesn't make sense. All right, well, look at the chat. The chat's telling you the answer. Tarantino, but I don't know who what movie he did. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, once the, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, that, that, that's what we're gonna see tonight. It's gonna be a good time. So looking forward to it. Can't wait. What's your favorite favorite Tarantino movie? I'm I'm curious of what this movie even is here. You got me rattled. Once upon a time in Hollywood. I haven't even I haven't heard of it. Yeah, what is it? I, I, I I've I've tried to avoid uh, spoilers as much as possible, so I'm going in as cold as possible. So I can't really tell you what it's about. I don't want to know what it's about. Oh, we got Leon, Leo in there. Yeah, Pitt's in there as well. It's it's stacked. It's loaded. It's like the oh, I'm ready. I, I'm in. Where, where do I meet you guys at? Can we You're go so- get? Can we get a, a drink and a, a burger at the, the one place? A bison burger? <laughs> hey, man, Simon, our producer, gets the kid's burger. It's the, he has the, the scam of the century. He knows all the loopholes in the movie theaters. The, the, if you guys go to the AMC Dine-In, apparently the kid's burger is the same size as the adult burger, but it's like $5 cheaper. So there you go. There's your, there's your hack for the day. Enjoy that. Tony, how was your weekend? It was good. It, it was good. I mean, it, it, we're getting into football now. I'm starting to dive in a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not there yet, my brain. I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to be playing some. Why, why are you calling me now? <laughs> my phone, for the record, is on sucker's Did you finally figure out how to vibrate it? I finally figured out how to turn everything, like, off, like, as far as my sound, because I just turned my sound off, but, like, it would be overridden by something else. But yeah, now all the sound is off. I figured I finally figured out how to work your phone in. That's impressive. There you go. It took, only took me like six months or so to figure out this Android. It's good times though. Vargas still hasn't got shelled in that entire time it took you to get your phone figured out. We had a whole conversation about this pre-show. Vargas, you you try to say he had a quality start yesterday. He didn't. He, by definition, he couldn't have because you have to go at least six innings. He didn't do that. Uh, Turns out Jordan Yamamoto's a fraud too, by the way. You, you know, you're not going to believe this, but if you have like a 5% homer in the fly ball rate, a 50% hard hit rate, a 190 Babbitt, uh, you, you know, it's not sustainable to have a 2.5 ERA. Isn't that amazing? I would, who would have who guessed? 
I mean, he owned you. I know that much. <laughs> he definitely pointed to the scoreboard on me a couple times in a small sample, in a one-game sample. But he's a uh, – There wasn't no one-game sample. Well, in like individual one-game samples every night, oh, every, yeah. every five days. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a decent-sized sample that he was owning you. I think I stacked the Cardinals against them twice on two separate occasions. We did a show both times, too, and I laughed at you both times. Fair fair enough. (laughs) It did not work out for me. Um, We have a seven-game slate we'll talk about in just a second, obviously. I'm curious. Now I want to know, since we're celebrating Tarantino, uh, do you have a favorite Tarantino movie up top of your head? There's a chalk answer, I think. that like. Yeah, but I don't necessarily like some of the chalk ones. I mean, what's, what's your favorite here? I mean, don't, let me get the list up. Here's the thing: is like you're gonna get. This is the ninth movie, depending on how you're how you're counting, how you're scoring at home. Um, I mean, Pulp Fiction obviously is the one, but that's not gonna be mine. That's the chalk, and I'm going with Pulp Fiction. Like that, that's gotta be it. You know, uh, for me, it's it's a separator. It's just so good. It was on the other night, like at three o'clock in the morning, and you know, there are certain movies like you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to sleep, and like all of a sudden you run into it. It's like, oh wow, I can't go to sleep because now Pulp Fiction's on, and I have to watch Pulp Fiction. I just said it the other. What was that movie? I just tweeted one the other night that was one you, you can't go. Rounders. To sleep. No, I, I, Rounders is just incredible every time. That's a good one too. There was one the other night at midnight that I watched. I can't remember now. Yeah, well, fired for tweets. I'm curious what it was. I'm but, already looking at the. Oh, I like the rock. The rock might have been. I, I love the rock. Like the the actor or the movie The Rock with Sean Connery, is is that even a Tarantino? I thought that was different. Guys. No, 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 The Rock's not Tarantino. No, it's on the list here with all the Tarantino. Kill Bill, uh, Hateful Eight, Reservoir Dogs, Natural Born Killers. He wrote Natural Born Killers. He didn't direct it. Yeah, man, really maybe all, maybe count. some of these ones on this list he he wrote or something. Yeah, um, let's dive into this late. Well, you know, we'll have time later when we answer some questions. Some chat. I want to see this movie now. You got me a little excited about this. I never even heard of it. I'm very excited. Uh, I I barely, I very rarely get excited over a movie, but uh, Tarantino's got me giddy for sure. So no matter how bad this slate turns out, Eight uh, Mile. Oh yeah, Eight Mile. I was like Tarantino couldn't have done Eight Mile, but that was what was on the other night. Eight Mile. I haven't seen that in years. It holds up. It's still good. You liked it? I th- those battle scenes are just so good. <laughs> rabbit um hey, rabbit there you go Brittany uh, murphy yeah yeah that's yeah was it uh anthony anders or he he's like in like the spoof version i think nonetheless all right i what uh, version there was like a spoof version of like eight mile like you know what uh, like the scary movies or whatever or some kind of like version of that like it's you know you know they they, they goof on these kind of movies yeah i haven't seen those ones You've heard a scary movie before. Where, like, yeah, kind of heard of I don't know if I ever saw it, though. Yeah, they, like, the, the Wayans brothers are involved in this. I'm not sure involved in this one, but there's there's some kind of bit where like, I think Anthony Anderson got a goose on a, an eight-mile <laughs> thing. But nonetheless, I... Uh... <laughs> Kirk D says, The Wrestler. How's The Wrestler on my favorite five? The Wrestler is an amazing movie. That's in my top ten movies of all time. It's incredible. I like The Wrestler, but it's definitely not top five for me. It's an amazing movie. I'm with Kirk Geese. I'm not really sure what he says. Yeah. He said I, I, that's my top five. I don't know how he thought the wrestlers on my top five. It should be, or at least in your top ten. It's very good. We might need to do a do a podcast about this. I, you know, just call me up whenever. I I'm I'm ready to talk about movies whenever. I need to assemble my list. Like I I'm not as good at gathering when I haven't thought about it beforehand. I got I it. I, I have like a top five, top ten. It's sort of fluid, but I, I basically have it in my head. I can do it. But uh Let's uh let's dive in and let's talk about today's slate. Before we do that, we do want to mention, of course, Fans Draft, the sponsor of the show. 
Uh, coming soon at Fantasy Draft is Break Free and DFS. Uh, I don't, it's, it still says in the site July, so maybe in a couple more days. I'm not really sure. Maybe it'll be August. Not really sure, but I would imagine it's before uh, the NFL season. Uh, rate free and uh, DFS, of course, means 100% of entry fees. So we paid out the winners 100% of the time. Uh, Big T, also one more thing before we kind of dive in and break down the slate, we do like to give our, our shout-outs to people that are rocking the RG badge, the Rotor Grinders badge. Some days we get like one or two. Some days we get like 12 or 15. We got a whole slew of people that are rocking the Rotor Grinders badge. Of course, there's an incentive to do so because if, if you guys finish the top 10 of certain contests, Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, are going to go ahead and drop the the link in chat to get more information on that. But if you guys rock the RG badge, finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you get yourself one month of RG premium. And here's some time for some shout outs here, Big T. Get comfortable. There's a lot of names here. Uh, the Curve, Queen Soso, uh, Eblin21. It's always a little tricky to try to decipher where exactly the words break and words split. They're just using letters or so here. But uh, uh, by Catherine. I don't know if that's correct, but I apologize uh, if it's not. Are these people? Are these humans? Well, you've seen, you know, people's names in the, around the DFS industry. You know, it's, it's always something kind of goofy or it's just sign some letters or something that means. Dean 78904, what's that mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we got Just Bob 20. We got uh, Devil M450. Uh, Three people win. Good lord! I mean, what's happening here? I told this you this is like your freaking injury reporting during NBA. Over the weekend, we got a lot of people signed up. I'm They're losing really interest in. here. What's going on? Well, you're going to gain interest in a second. Not Kodiak Dog, but shout out to Kodiak Dog. But this one somehow got past the censors. See, I feel like you might be multi. Uh, if you're if you're uh, running multiple counts out there, this one might be yours. Uh, Punani Sweet. I do enjoy Punani. I won't lie. <laughs> I, somehow that snuck past P- the censors. Poontang pie, I also enjoy. Just, I'm just, I'm Ron Burgundy here, man. I'll read what you put in front of me. That's <laughs> welcome, Punani Sweet, for rocking the RG badge. Uh, Go Bus 2, MXTC, uh, Melito, Zenster, uh, E. James 3013. I believe I knocked them all out there. So, uh, yeah, some days we have one or two, and some days we have 15, and I guess it was very popular over the weekend, but there you go. The Phillies look like World Series contenders now. What did I miss? What happened? They just picked up Mr. Vargas, Cy Young, Cy Vargas. <laughs> for what? The bag of trash? <laughs> Come on. Probably for a lot of good stuff. Um, a lot of good, I'm sure. <laughs> the Phillies, that's how desperate they are, which is weird because the Phillies, all their pitchers are basically the same outside of Nola. We're just, they're pretty decent against righties and they get smashed versus lefties, but I guess they probably get a left-hander, though. Do you, do you uh, think Zach Davis is going to get traded next? <laughs> you know what just happened there is you saw Blender in chat, <laughs> and Blender somehow pops Zach Davis. In <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's 10 minutes burnt. There you go. We're going to dive in. We're going to break down the show. Of course, later on in the show, we'll show you – a little peek as far as what's going down at premium as far as RG. We'll answer your questions. Tony will give his favorite snacks. And uh, we'll give some dongs. And we, we take you guys all the way up to, uh, well, not luck. We, we, we hand it off, of course, the crunch time with Cardi and Roth. Roth will tell you what's going down as far as the weather. Cardi will answer all your baseball-related questions. Tony, give me a give me this screenshot as far as the slate. I think it's pretty straightforward. Of course, we had a couple uh, pitchers change throughout the day. I'm not sure if you've caught that, but. I assume you did. Alex McCray is now pitching for Pittsburgh because Jordan Lyles was traded probably for just about as much as Jason Vargas was traded for. 
Uh, and David Hess is now there. They're like pitcher roulette in Baltimore. They were, David Hess is drawing the start uh, against San Diego. So the slate is uh, it's cores, it's angels, and it's fathers, right? Is that basically the slate as far as hitters? Fathers? Who's fathers? The Padres. Oh, the, people like the Padres tonight? Well, I mean, David Hess in the Baltimore bullpen? Huh? Yeah, I mean, I like the Reds. Yeah, they're kind of interesting, too, against McCray. I got my gear on. I got my Reds gear on. Red Are you going to the game? Hell no, I'm not going to no baseball game. <laughs> I'm going to go see that movie now. <laughs> have you gone to a game at all all season long? I have not. You're like, what, hour well, I'll later? Get at least one. I'll get to one along the way. I'm waiting for, like, DraftKings to get me on the field like all these other guys. Like, everyone's throwing out first pitches. DraftKings, when do I get my call up here? I see that stuff as well, too, and, like, good for them. But, like, yeah, I've never gotten the call up, and, you know, people are throwing out first pitches. People are taking batting practice, and, you know, good for them. But uh, what about Tony, right? I agree. I mean, I, I think it's bull crap. Couldn't you bang one out there in, uh, in Cincinnati? Probably not. I could probably throw it throw it decent to the to the dish, though. Can you throw it over the center field fence from the mound like Trevor Bauer? <laughs> Ooh, I, I don't know if I could do that either. I mean, he threw it out of the building almost. That was a that was a rifle. How about that dude at second base too? That like flinching like he was going to throw it at him. <laughs> that was awesome. And like I saw a uh, was a Buster Olney tweeted out like apparently that uh, that's affecting some GMs out there. They think that's somehow changing minds like he did because he did that. Could you imagine being a GM for a team and you're like all out ready to trade for Bauer and you're like, you know what? On second thought, like we can't have this guy in our is that really a thing? Like that can't no, be a thing. That's definitely not a thing. Like that's just people <laughs> being soft about everything like they always are. That that seems like the silliest thing. It's like I would think it would it sounds crazy, but I think it helps him almost. Like if you're a title contender, wouldn't you like that? Like the guy's pissed that he had a bad start. And it was a fluky inning, too. Like, a couple airs, a duck snort. A, like, it was just a fluky inning. I mean, uh, he was pissed. I mean, who cares? I, I love it. I'd trade for him in the second. He went on and uh, he blocked a lot of people on Twitter that night, I'm sure. But uh, I'm sure he hit himself a, a blast in the old Twitter machine. Give me give me the screenshot. We're going to talk about pitchers here in a second, Tony. Give me the screenshot as far as the slate because we got, you know, three or four, depending on if we get that gray game or not as far as – you know, the weather there in Cincinnati, uh, three or four really solid pitchers at the top. Not one really separates them from the bunch, as far as I can tell. A couple guys in the mid-tier that are sort of like whatever, and then the bottom tier is just trash. And then, of course, the Coors game has a total of like 13. And, you know, the Angels versus Jordan Zerman is an absolute disaster. How do we make this work tonight? Yeah, I, I love these slates, too. I mean, this seven-game slate is right in the wheelhouse. Like, I just love it. And you got Coors, too. You got all the ownership going in the same directions. These are my favorite baseball slates by a mile. We got Wilmer against a lefty. I mean, everything's coming into place tonight. I feel great about slates like this. But pitching, I mean, like you said, there's a bunch of directions. And the nice thing is we got guys up top and we got cheap guys. So basically for a seven-game slate, you got everything on this slate. You got pitching. You got cheap guys, expensive guys. You got offense all around the board. I mean, there's chalk cores. There's Angels, like you said, but there's cheaper teams, too. That you can play. Even Washington against a bad lefty. I mean, there's just so much offense on this slate that it's – I mean, I don't know how you could have a better seven-game slate. We're going Dallas Keiko a bad lefty? I mean, I think he's pretty bad lefty, yes. I mean, he's not a great DFS guy. And obviously, last time out was kind of an anomaly where he struck out, what, 12 dudes 
that's not repeatable necessarily. But and I like Washington kind of as a sneaky under the radar, but I wouldn't call Keiko bad necessarily. Uh, I think he's pretty bad. <laughs> how about at the top? Uh, Corbin, Caleb Smith, Paddock, great stuff. Obviously, he's another guy. He was fired up last time. He uh, he got beat up in his last game. He was angry there in the dugout, which you like to see, showing some uh, emotion. Then Sunny Gray versus a Pittsburgh team. It's not very good. They're getting a ballpark jump, but they also don't strike out a ton. I think that's pretty clear. Like that's all, like all sort of one tier for me. Corbin against an Atlanta team. What's interesting to note about Atlanta, of course, they're beat up. Marquecas, you know, not, not a stick you're afraid of, but he's not a guy that strikes out a ton. You take Marquecas out of the lineup, they got Swanson out of the lineup, and they added, you know, Riley is still in there. Adam Duvall, they called up from the minors, who strikes out a fair bit. There is some pop, but uh, all of a sudden, this Atlanta lineup has a, an elevated K upside to it to some degree. Uh, Caleb Smith against Arizona, Paddock, and then Gray. Like, how do you rank these four? Because I'm having a real hard time separating them. And for that what partially that reason, I'm just not playing cash games tonight. I'm just probably gonna rotate my pitchers in tournaments. Can, can you see a separator as far as Corbin, Smith, and Paddock, and then Gray as well? How come every time I do a show you say I'm not doing cash games? It's like, are we just all tournaments now, like Big T? I mean, are you seeing the light? Well, I mean, it's not that I'm seeing the light necessarily. I do I do like I, my cash games. I don't games. think I've ever heard you say I'm playing cash games this year. Well, if I say if I I usually don't it's just assume that I am. And if I well, say, say it, every slate, every slate, you say, I'm not playing cash games today. I'm playing just tournaments. I think it's a small sample. I think it's a recency bias. We're probably the last couple of times we worked together. That's just that more. Feels good. Way. Doesn't it? Just to fire those tournament teams in there. It's yeah. It's stressful making cash lineups because uh, as always, like the, you know, it, you compare like Bellinger versus trout and like people would say, well, you can't go wrong. I mean, you can't, but like you, you can, can when someone hits two bombs and the other guy doesn't. <laughs> and if that's the difference between winning your cash games and losing your cash games, it's demoralizing when you lose because you picked the wrong guy. All oh, they're both amazing. That's why the cash in baseball has to be the worst sport to play cash for. It, it's frustrating, but like you know, it, it's a you know, it's not about tonight. It's about the entire season when it comes to cash games. You just have to be, you know, consistent throughout, and like you don't flip out over one slate. It's it's frustrating though for sure in the moment because uh, you know your two v two is gonna be the difference in like forty or fifty points sometimes and it's it's ultra tilting. Yeah, I mean I think it's a pretty good sport just to play tournaments <laughs> and it's during the summer where you're relaxing a little bit. It's just a that's what I like about baseball. It's it's tournament season. Yeah, well um, that's the other thing is like I could just play terrible plays in tournaments and be like yeah whatever it's a tournament who cares? They're not <laughs> terrible plays in baseball. <laughs> they're, they're they're good plays that get you rich in baseball yeah i mean you're just supposed to play the ownerships and things like that obviously uh corbin smith paddock gray who's the top for you i wish the the i wish we could get a good weather report in cincy obviously i live here the weather's i mean it looks good out there to me but you never know when the afternoon thunderstorm's gonna hit i if if the weather was cleared i would like gray the most for sure just because i mean this pittsburgh lineup is terrible I don't worry about it really at all. And, and Sonny Gray has been amazing all year. So if we get a good weather report, it's him. But if not, I kind of agree. Corbin, I think, is number one. Caleb Smith, number two. And Paddock. I don't love Paddock. I just feel like Baltimore is better than people give them credit. They just feel like they always hit. And I don't know. Like, I just don't – if he fits, I don't mind Paddock, but – I don't want to pay that price on a slate with this much offense. I don't want to, I don't want to pay for paddock. I don't think. 
Well, I think he might have a, the highest K upside potential. And you want to, it, it depends as far as, as far as lefties and righties, as far as his splits too are very important. We know the lineup just yet because it's a West Coast game. You can't but, have more K upside than those other two guys. Well, it's a, uh, Corbin is probably the biggest K upside because he's got a you know a big yeah. K number and also he's facing Atlanta. Alex Smith has more K upside too. Like, and also Corbin could go deeper in the game. He's a guy that can go yeah. seven or eight innings and panic. Uh, you know, he had to be throwing a perfect game to, to reach the, the seventh or eighth inning or so. Otherwise, he's just going to, like, basically go six or, like, 90. I think Panic's, like, the safest, too. Like, I don't feel like he gets crushed very often, but I definitely don't think he's got the most K upside. Projected lineup for uh, for Baltimore, 21.6% as far as Ks. We don't have the lineup just yet, but that's the assumption that Alberto's in there at 8.3%. Not really sure. Of course, you know, we know they lose their DH. Turn that into a pitcher, and it's a negative ballpark chip as well. So, uh, their power will be subdued to some degree also. Uh, and Paddock on the season, as far as his splits, 31.4% Ks versus righties, 21% versus lefties. So, uh, you know, the sales pitch for Paddock is you want to see as many righties as possible. But they can get left-handed with uh, Santander and Cisco and even Jace Peterson, Wilkerson. So, they're all, and, you know, VR presumably will be leading off. So, they might have a couple too many lefties. Not they that have all their lefties, like – Paddock, I just I don't like Paddock as much as other people. It's hard to have a strong take without seeing that Baltimore lineup. Uh, you know, I mean, you got a pretty good idea of what it's going to be. I mean, it's been similar every day. Um, yeah, Caleb Smith against Arizona. You know, we know he's a much better pitcher at home. He's a fly ball pitcher. He's protected by you know the cavernous ballpark, and you know he's given up much more homers on the road. If you think, you know break down his numbers as far as his home road splits, which makes sense as well. And then there's, you know, Sonny Gray, like you mentioned, against Pittsburgh, who just not a very good lineup, but they're also pretty contact-heavy. They are getting a ballpark jump. But in Gray's, you know, more, more strikeouts versus lefties this year as opposed to righties. Uh, and we did get an update, by the way, as far as the weather. Uh, Roth got a, got us updates about five, ten minutes ago. Again, he'll give you a more up-to-date update on crunch time, but we're seeing yellow uh, in Cincinnati as of 4.15 central times so as of ten minutes ago, basically. Um, you know, obviously be aware weather changes, it's fluid situation, but nothing it doesn't was- look bad out there to me. Like <laughs> it looks it's sunny out there. I, I don't know. Like a thunderstorm could hit, but it's definitely not like gonna be some postponed threat. So I'm kind of sort of somewhat interested in Brad Keller until I see this price. I know he's been good his last three times. What uh, is that price? I couldn't believe it either. Like why I know he's been decent, but man, that price bumped up there. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the problem with this slate. Uh, tons of ground balls, nice ballpark. Doesn't get up a lot of homers, you know, uh, not, not a lot of fly balls either. Uh, then there's Kelly versus the Marlins. Anybody against the Marlins, I guess, is fine. And then I think the chalk uh, of the, amongst this group is going to be uh, Berea, and I believe you, you're on Berea, correct? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the price. I like that. You have to like anytime someone's facing Detroit. I mean, even when Detroit hits, they don't hit. They don't scare you that much. I mean, this lineup is just so bad. So while I don't love Berea, like the matchup's the best of the night, I think. I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the teams. I I would definitely rather face Detroit than any other matchup on the board. So I have to at least have some interest in him, even though I don't love him as a pitcher. Yeah. So the tricky thing with him, of course, is his massive splits, you know, his reverse splits. Um, this Detroit team obviously strikes out a ton. Uh, there's also Castellanos who may or may not play tonight, which would be nice if he doesn't play. He's their best hitter, obviously. I, I believe he's available in trade 
potentially. Uh, he's also dealing with a, maybe like an appendix or something like that. Something's hurting on him. Whatever it is, <clears throat> Tony, uh, if you fire up the plate IQ, you, you stretch it out to the last two seasons as far as Berea. You know, against lefties, he's been pretty good. 22.3% as far as his K rate. 142 ISO, that's excellent. 292 Woba, uh, you know, that's really solid as well. But righties have absolutely shellacked him. A 211 ISO, 370 Woba, a 16% K rate just this year. Uh, the K rates are what, 32% versus lefties and and 32% versus lefties. That's awesome. 12% versus righties. 12%, Tony. What up with that? Yeah, I mean, he, it is what it is. And I, I worry about Detroit, too, though. Like, what, you just talked about the trades, with trades going down today. This lineup could get significantly worse if they make a few trades and get rid of a few guys and put some scrubs in there. So, Who are they trading? You just said, I mean, you don't know any of these guys. Candelario, I mean, there's, there's plenty of dudes in there that could get traded. I'll tell you something they're, they're not trading. You, you want to know they're not trading? Who? I'll tell you something they're not trading. Yeah, I, the guy that's 2,800 on DK tonight? Yes. <laughs> so we were talking about this pre-show, Miggy Cabrera. Uh, Miggy Cabrera is making $30 million this year. Good for him. Um, you know how many years he signed for? I mean, I know he signed for 10 or 12 originally. He signed an eight-year, $152 million contract. Uh, his contract is through 2025. Wow. He's going to be 42 years old. Um, There's no way he's still playing baseball when that thing is up. Like, no <laughs> way. Already, up. He already can't move or hit. Like, he's so bad already. Hold on a second. So I'm seeing free agent in 2024. Okay, it is a, it's in a different color as far as the base. This might be like a team option or something like that. Oh, it's a mutual option. I think it is. Yeah, Detroit's not going to – they don't want to play him for paying $30 million in 2024. So, okay, he's only signed until 2023. Not so bad, Detroit. Uh, I mean, he's not going to play another three seasons. He's going to be long gone. Compound that with – remember Detroit like four or five years ago or so where they were deciding between whom do we pay, Jordan Zerman or do we pay Max Scherzer? Which one of these two guys should we pay? Let's pay Jordan Zerman. Five years, $110 million. Good Lord. Didn't work out well. Yeah, that did not work out well for them. It's, they chose poorly. Um, yeah, so Berea, you know, the splits are really daunting against what you're going to see probably seven righties or so on this Detroit side. Is they it were, really daunting against the Tigers? That That's the other part of it is like, okay, righties crush them. And the reverse of us look, look I mean, That's why I hate stats like that, though. Like, I just don't read into stuff as much as other people like against righties but who were the righties like they weren't the tigers i guarantee that well i mean collectively over a big enough sample it's like you assume that they're like some good some bad and some of the middle right but yeah. a smaller sample than the, the tigers are awful though <laughs> yes they they are so, I, mean, I don't care if he's bad against righties if the tigers are the righties i'm worried about is this interesting? Blackman's not playing today. No Charlie Blackman, the Colorado Legends. He was out of the lineup all weekend. Does that make – I mean, look, is good against righties. Lefties, he's vulnerable. He walks too many guys as well. He's cheap. Uh, I'm just counting the lefties here. Well, we still have plenty of lefties in Dahl, Murphy, McMahon, Tapia, and Walters. Of course, those lefties aren't that great. I'm just looking for something, but, like, I, I can't imagine. Are we, we're not. Is that enough to make you think is interesting or no? I mean, I hardly ever play pitchers at cores, but it's good leverage. I mean, you're going – it's a shorter slate. I definitely don't like the Rockies. They they just aren't great. And the price tag. I mean, the price tag is so cheap that I don't 
completely hate it. Uh, I mean, that's the other thing is like, well, we'll talk about the guys at the bottom. They kind of make, I don't want to say they're interesting. They kind of make things work. And of course, within the world of salary cap, and if you want to stack up cores, if you want to load up on some of the angels or trout, if you want to trout and Bellinger, um, you might have to roster a guy like, I mean, look, I, we talked about Zerman. I will take, I will take David Hess and McCray over Zerman. I don't feel good about any of those plays, but they're what 4k on DK. They're 8k on face draft. They kind of open things up and, if they can kind of sort of survive if the old Babbitt gods are on their side, is that something you're considering or it's just, just no way. I say it every time I, I do a show, but any pitcher that's 4k in baseball where we just talked about, we talked about for 10 minutes, the variance in baseball, if a pitcher is 4k and I know they're not going to just go two innings. I mean, they have a chance to go deeper. I'm always going to be have at least a little interest, especially on a slate with this much offense where you can play Trout and Bellinger and all these huge bats. I'm never going to laugh at a 4K pitcher. I'm just not. Because if they get you 10, you're, you're huge, and it's not hard to get 10. Like, anybody can fall into 10, literally any pitcher. If they're if they're on a really short window, like they're only going to pitch two innings, then, then I probably won't. But these guys tonight at least have a chance to go four or five innings and, and hold up. Yeah, Hess is not uh, fully rested. He pitched the what? I think he pitched in the twenty fifth in the minors for what it's worth, like eighty pitches or so, something like that. So in theory, I guess Hess can go like four or five if he's pitching. Which is all you need, dude's four K. I mean, he's not good, but he's facing San Diego, and of course, there's plenty of power there. But of course, there are some K's there in theory too. Um, Hess is going to get ownership. I, I guarantee that. So Hess versus McCray, which is a hilarious question. Who do you have? I'm not playing McCray. I mean, Cincinnati's my favorite offense, so. Definitely not playing McCray. Yeah, it's it's hard to get excited about him too. And he pitched the just a few days ago as well, but he was stressed. How's he out. projected for three points? <laughs> okay, so he pitched less than two innings in the twenty fifth for what it's worth. But before that, in the minors, he was throwing. It was basically stretched out. So I think he can yeah. go like five. If like I would bet the over on three, even though I like the Reds, <laughs> the, the three points. I mean, well, let me ask you this. Would you put the over on three points for Jordan Zerman? I would go over three on every single pitcher that's 4K. I mean, I'll just take my chances. I think the initial number should be like seven or eight, even when the pitchers are terrible. I think that's a good number. If you bet the over on three for Jordan Zerman in his last four starts, you know how many times you would have collected? Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'd lose close to half, but uh, I'll still it. take the Well, all we can four. do it tonight. I'll give you the under and I'll take the over. You would have lost all four bets. You'd be over four. I'll even do it at right now. Cardi's got him projected at seven point one eight. I'll take the I'll take the over. You can have the under. What does Vegas Dave have? Because that guy, according to his Twitter, <laughs> he never loses. Right? That I guy mean, gets like forty forty and zero yesterday on parlays again. It was a it was a fun day. How could you just flat out lie like that? Like <laughs> he said in the one, he said he's like three hundred and twenty seven of his last three twenty seven. And and how how does he say that? Like people are just okay, sure. Like that's totally acceptable i still don't believe people actually pay for it but that's a side topic i mean i'm sure people do just because people are desperate or whatever but you gotta admit it's funny though i don't even feel bad for the people that that pay him because you have to be a total fish to pay for it like a total fish if some guy in his video said he was 40 and 0 parlays yesterday first of all how do you have 40 parlays i don't know what is he parlaying (laughs) second of all if you believe that you deserve to lose your money to him uh, I mean, you shouldn't be gambling if you believe that. Yes, correct. I mean, Can you imagine, like, believing that? 
I can't imagine. And he, like, he, he replied to me the one when I sent one of the things. He replied like I was actually being serious. He was like, "Oh, it feels good." What did he, I don't even remember what he said. <laughs> Basically, he thought I was serious when I was sending one of them. <laughs> you were praising him and saying, "No, good night." Yeah. Or you know, we're going. Oh to yeah, sleep. it was great. He's gonna block me when he realizes I was joking. Gosh. I uh, yeah, I saw him on the like I, I didn't watch the entire series for so that action series on Showtime, and I saw apparently at least he was given the impression that like he would put out a bet and people just instantly pay or send him PayPal for like hundreds of dollars for it. And the crazy part too is just, I mean, the guy basically doesn't even hide it. Like he'll tell you how much he makes, but he never says that's from betting. Like that's from people going in. Like so basically, he's literally telling you to your face that he's screwing you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, you know, why did actually, why did they give him that plat? Well, whatever, we don't just to show it like it, it showed what he is. I mean, if you watched it, you know, he's a scammer. I mean, that's what they wanted to show. I didn't watch the entire series, so to be fair, I didn't finish it just yet. The whole thing was, I mean, if you've seen a couple, then the, the rest are the same. I mean, it never changed. Summarize pitching for me, T. I think it's pretty wide open. I mean, I really don't, you said you had a hard time distinguishing between them. Yeah. I really don't – I'm looking up and down the list. Besides McCray, just because I like the, the Reds, I mean, I don't I don't like Keuchel. I don't really like either guy in the Kansas City game just because Keller is too expensive. I mean, he's okay, but too expensive for me. But as far as the guys up top, the four guys up top, I kind of like. And then the super cheap guys, I don't mind. I mean, the 4K guys. Keller, I, I mean, uh, Hess – and I'm not going to play Zimmerman probably too, but I mean, he's 4k. I, I can't completely rule out playing him. We got some, uh, umpire data. Uh, is that enough to sway you? We got some extreme pitchers, umpires all across the board, right? All the goats are umping tonight. Yeah. Bill Miller, who, uh, Cardi once coined as the Clayton Kershaw of umpires when Clayton Kershaw was the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, he's the Quentin he's back, by the way, he is dealing lately. Kershaw is the thing, right? He's he's legit now once again, right? Good for him. I, I've been playing him, and I'm going to keep playing him. Like he, He's got that upside back. Until it's the playoffs where he, he's not clutch, like some people say, which is – All right. Corbin and Keuchel, they have extreme pitchers, umpires, uh, as do Pannoni uh, and McCray and Keller and Gray. Uh, and I don't think there's any extreme hitters, umpires. The, the only one we don't have just yet as far as umpire data is Maria and Zerman. So uh, Baltimore lineup is out, by the way. Have you taken a peek as far as uh, the Orioles? Spoiler alert, they're terrible. It's not a good lineup. But uh, anything interesting yeah. for you? Yeah, I mean, this is about what I expected. So, yeah, I mean, no, nothing really changed for me with what, seeing the lineup. I, I, I like Jace Peterson in there in the five hole. I think Mancini might get traded, by the way. Is he, he feels like a guy that might, you know, he might have some worth. Those know. are the guys that I'm scared to play, unless you're paying attention to the news all night. But, like – I'm scared to play guys like that until we're past this time where guys are going to get moved. VR makes I like VR too. Like uh, Baltimore is a scary, scary team with trades. Yeah. I mean, obviously they still have to the 31st and like the odds of them trading somebody right in game is unlikely. It's happened before. Yeah, it happens plenty of times though. We've seen hug watch for sure. Um, all right. Catchers are terrible. You don't play catcher in fantasy draft, obviously, but the catchers tonight are just a disaster. More so than normal. What gets you excited here as far as catchers? Will Smith is back. Uh, I don't know why he went away. He's clearly their best, at least hitting catcher for the Dodgers. What do you have for his catchers tonight? 
Yeah, I mean, I won't be playing Will Smith. I'll tell you that much. He's gonna. He's coming off a big weekend. He's gonna be super high on tonight. And what what do we got? Let me refresh. I don't know if it's. Let me see. Do we have. We don't have him in there yet. He's uh he's kind of pricey. You, you think these people are gonna still spend up on uh, Smith? Yeah, I mean, he had a big weekend. Everyone plays these cores guys, so I think he will be. But I kind of like catcher. Like, I like Barnhart. <laughs> I like Gomes. I like Flowers. All those guys are super cheap against a good matchup. I like Bar- I, I like Tucker the most. I mean, he had a good game yesterday. He gets a good matchup. He he. I don't know where was he. Was he injured or was he in the minor? Where has he been for so long? I'm not sure. But all, all those guys you mentioned – were uh are batting eighth at uh right in front of the pitcher just kind of that that's I'm fine with that i mean if they get a walk they're they're so cheap that i'm I'm okay with that yeah i mean of course there's tony walters right in front of gray as well at home too against vieta tucker's 18 projected 18 percent too so i kind of said the chalky guys i didn't realize that they were the chalk i mean is there anybody even off the board that you like as far as catchers i I, I, it's just it's just garbage. I don't yeah, know. Say, my, my guy that was is for sure going to be off the board is Flowers. Like no one's going to play Flowers against a guy like Corbin. He's going to be three percent owned. I, I definitely like him. First base, you, you mentioned it before that like you know I don't I saw some optimals spitting out uh, Miguel Cabrera and uh, <laughs> I mean that always happens though. Like that's the problem with running optimals in baseball is it's always going to give you these values that. He's so cheap that if he – I mean, right now he's got him – where is he? He's projected for eight, which I would – can I bet on under eight fantasy <laughs> points? I mean, there's no way he gets eight. But if you give him eight at, at 2.8K on DraftKings, like he's going to pop in all the optimals because he's getting eight off 2.8K. But first base has so much upside that uh, I, would, I would have a very hard time playing Miggy Cabrera. I'll say that much. Um, but I, but are you in the Thice, by the way? I, I know you love Daniel, Daniel Thice of the of the Celtics that you're a big fan of. Uh, no relation. What about Matthew Thice uh, for, for the Angels? Thice, Thice nuts? Does that yeah. still apply to baseball? I don't know. I'm not sure if it crosses over or not. But uh, I'd imagine he would crack this lineup. He struck out a ton for what it's worth so far. But like Jordan Zimmerman, he is somebody that does not strike people out. So, uh, you know, it, it depends where you're shopping. The price is pretty fair. Uh, on, on fantasy draft and on DK, I think he's really cheap on Fanduel too. And if you're looking to stack up the Angels, I presume he's a, a cheap way to get there, kind of make things work as far as the salary cap. Um, you know, obviously, if you have the funds, all the funds in the world, Jock Jams, Muncie, one two against Gray, uh, obviously are, are super interesting. They're just really pricey. Murphy on the other side, uh, no issues with that. Uh, anybody off the board at first for you? Uh, I mean, I, I like the guys. That, I keep swearing that I'm not going to play Joey Votto anymore because he just makes me sick when he chokes up the hosel and just <laughs> slaps a roll over ground out to second base. But I like him again tonight. But he looks like he's going to be. Are the Reds more popular than I thought they were going to be? I mean, how can they be popular with Coors and the Angels? Because salary. I think salary is kind of pushing you there. I, I think they're kind of like a secondary. Are really going to be popular, though? Like, is Joey Votto really going to be 20% owned at 4K? Like, there's no way. I'll tell you this. Before you joined uh, the room, I was talking to Devin, and Devin said, uh, I really want to play Joey Votto tonight. So, if Devin's the barometer. <laughs> uh, there is no chance he's 20% owned. Like, he can't be. 
And whoever says they really want to play Joey Votto, by the way, I never want to play Joey Votto. I'll play him begrudgingly sometimes, but I'm never happy about it. I mean, I, he's just so terrible. He got hot for like a few weeks and got me excited, and he's just awful again. I mean, he, the other night, they had like three rallies going, and he hit a double play like every time. God, he's he's painful. Okay, so you know how we have in the lineup HQ, we have ownership percentage, and obviously this stuff is fluid, and it's always changing. We also have team ownership percentage. Uh, I'm seeing, if I'm reading this correctly, it looks like the Dodgers are the most popular as far as team ownership percentage. And – the Reds are the second most popular. I just refuse to believe it, but I, maybe it's just I hope I'm wrong. Like, I can't play the Reds as much if they're going to be as high-owned as the, as the Dodgers. You got to play Van no Dieter. No way they're the same as – come on, Jamino. Jamino, I know you're out there. You got to fix these. There's no way they're the same as the Dodgers. <laughs> I mean, just because the salary kind of makes it easier, I think. If I, the I Dodgers just... are only going to be 15% owned, I just need to probably go all in on the Dodgers then. That's not a terrible idea. The Gray's a pretty confident pitcher, but the yeah. Dodgers just rake at Coors. Every time I, I I don't have the you're better with the stats, but every time they go to Coors, I feel like they score a ton of runs. They just hit bombs. Yeah, I mean they're definitely you know they're, the last they, time they were there. I mean what I can pull it up, but the last time they were there, like they scored double digits every game. They have a team total just around seven or so. Uh, the total in the game's at 13. So you think uh, it's right? You think the Reds are going to be the same ownership as the Dodgers? Give or take, relatively. I'm not the what best. the Angels going to be owned? I, I, I think that the Angels are going to go a little under-owned. Oh, then maybe I guess I'll play the Angels then. Okay, so Jamino heard you. He's in the chat, and he says the Reds are the chalk. I do think Votto is high. He said fix. they have a six total, but everyone has a six total, like – the Angels got a 6-5 total. Okay, but they have a 6 total and they're cheaper. I mean, does and, salary mean anything in baseball? And they're facing Al- Alex McCray, who people probably think is terrible like because they never heard of him. And he's not great. <laughs> I guess I'll just play the Angels then. Yeah, um, I like the Angels too against Jordan Zimmerman. And I'll certainly have some Reds as well. Um, anybody else at first that's worth the discussion or shall we jump to the old Keystone but just the second base where we're going to have another – Chalky red, I think, to some degree at least, in Scooter Gannett, despite the fact he's yet to yet to bang up uh, a homer this year. I mean, are you pronouncing names like uh, Blender Blender says it or what? What Scooter Gannett? You like Jeanette or Gannett? I mean, there's only one right way, so I like the right way. Is it definitely Jeanette? Uh, yes, it's definitely Jeanette. I wanted to call him Gannett for some reason. I don't know why. That was probably because he hasn't got a hit in like three months. I learned his name. I'll say it correctly when he bangs out a homer. You might be waiting a minute. And what's the story with Dietrich? Why does he never play? Is he hurt? Is that the deal? They brought Sorry Scooter back, and they, I just it doesn't make sense. And I, I don't get it. Dietrich is so much better than Scooter, and he just doesn't play. I mean, I guess he could be hurt, but every once in a while he'll come in and play. So uh, I don't think he's hurt. But granted, I don't I don't follow it super close for why a guy's not playing. So who do you like at second? Second base, I mean, I'm a little rattled by these ownerships with the Reds because I would have liked Scooter. But like I said, the dude hasn't got a hit since he's come up. So I can play Brian Dozier for the same price against terrible Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel's not terrible. Keuchel's, oh, man. I, I All these righties for Washington just stick out. I mean, I can play Howie, Dozier, Robles, Robles, however you say it. Make fun of how I say his name. Go ahead. Because I don't know how you say it, <laughs> but John Gomes, like I can play five, six, seven, eight there and be unowned. 
I got to get off my reds. I mean, should I take the hat off and put a new one on? I mean, I, I'm oh, rattled. Yeah. What's available? You have an entire rack behind oh, you? Oh, my God. Hats everywhere. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Kendrick on Fandle is like 2-3 or something silly like that. He's a much stronger player over there, obviously, but mm-hmm. I'd also imagine he would even uh, – Howie Kendrick on Fandle. 2-3 on Fandle? It's really cheap, yeah. He's really yeah. cheap over there. 2-3 is – that's tasty. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit more pricey on, on fantasy draft on DK, but just kind of like comparative shopping. Uh, Albies, I don't mind batting second there, but I think Corbin's pretty good, but his price is pretty fair. If you want to go off the board, we could tell Marte. Against- oh, my boy Wilmer, second base. How could you let me forget? Big Wilmer. Yes. Uh, he's he, I think he's 2K in Fandle, by the way, for what it's worth. Oh, I can't wait. You just, <laughs> I'm excited now. Is he still a lefty master? Or is that oh, he's going to hit one tonight for sure. Uh, I feel like he's done nothing the entire season. Well, I mean, he hasn't been up. He was resting. He's he's ready for the stretch run here a little bit. He was he was getting he was charging up. He's charging up. He's he's waiting. He had July 29th circle on his calendar four months ago. Yeah, I mean he he's ready. He's gonna get it done tonight. Both leadoff hitters in that Kansas City game are playing second base. Uh, BGO and uh, Merrifield. Uh, shout out to Bo Bichette and another uh, you know great former players kid is called up there for Toronto trading away Stroman. Uh, the Mets acquiring Stroman strangely and potentially still with. Oh, you're serious. Dante Bichette's kid is in baseball now. Oh, he's been. Yeah. They also, you're not aware of this. Craig, Craig Biggio. I might have to play him. Like he look, he's gotta be good. (laughs) Yeah. He's legit. Like, I don't know if he's like their biggest prospect, but, uh, he's supposed to be good for sure. And they also have a Jeff Conine's kid. who's not available just yet, but he's also in the system too. So, I kind of like Toronto. Toronto kind of looks tasty a little bit, this lineup. The problem is Keller just gives up no home runs. So yeah, like, I don't love the ballpark either. I like homers, and he doesn't really give them up, so I don't know what to do with Toronto. You got anybody else there at second, or shall we talk about third? Hey, T got a rise in the Levi's. I don't wear Levi's. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it rhymes, so you got you to gotta go with the rhyme scheme, but uh, I've never heard it. You're, that's better, not- you're better than that, Hammer. You got a wolf better. Wolfing. Is that a country lyric or is that like his own personal thing he came up with? I've never heard that's that. Terrible, before. whatever. He's got to do better. That sounds like something like Toby Keith would say or sing. Uh, hot corner, third base. What do you have for me? I, was, I mean, I was all over Suarez and Van Meter. I mean, both both guys were there. I, I'm I got to be honest. I was all about the Reds, and now I'm kind of getting off. So if the Reds if the Reds go off tonight, I'm going to be super tilted. But. Rendon, I just talked about Washington against yeah. terrible Keuchel. Rendon is amazing, and he's against a lefty. Put him in my little stack. I like him. How about Arenado? No one's going to play Arenado. I don't. Or are they? Well, yeah, the price is pretty fair. You're getting a little bit of a discount how much it normally is in cores, but Maeda is really good against righties, so I guess that's kind of sort of somewhat baked in. Uh, I just must suck. Like he's the highest owned too. Like every guy I'm going to throw out is chalk now. He's nineteen percent owned. I mean, what? Maybe I should be playing cash. You play tournaments. I'll play cash. Just play Rendon, and you're good. Rendon right now is projected for six percent ownership, which is like that's tasty. I that's, Washington for sure is climbing my list. Like they are going to be way too low owned for pitching against you. I mean, they get a hit against you. <laughs> Feist, by the way, is also available at third base too, and Fletcher leading off presumably for the Angels. Not a great hitter, but leading off for Zimmerman. Maybe he gets a couple events uh, against him. Uh, and I, you know, Machado, let's not sleep on San Diego. I, I might have a little bit of a San Diego stack against Hessen company. I'm okay with that. Uh, let's see. The Jimino's talking to you here in chat and he's saying that, uh, 
let's see, they have to be owned at like 10 to 14% as a stack as far as Cincinnati. So he's hearing I mean, it out. I get that. It's a seven, it's a seven, seven game slate, but man, there's a lot of offense on this slate for the Reds to be chalk. Yeah. Uh, Leprechaun Turner as well, of course, in Coors Field, he's in play also. I just play the Dodgers. Like the Dodgers, they're going to score double digits. I mean, don't know. Wait, it's your boy Van Meter. Don't you like Van Meter? I love Van Meter. I, I love the Reds. That's why I'm so frustrated with it. I can't play. Uh, man, they Van are going to go over. It's not going to be that popular. Van Meter? I don't think so. 15%? Yeah, I'm in then. Sign me up. What about shortstop? Shortstop. We got a Seager has a Seager's been really good against Gray. Obviously, he's going to be very popular there uh, you just got me excited about my boy Bo Bichette I mean I, I want to play him now <laughs> he's your boy all of a sudden it's oh like, I, I love when you get these guys kids I mean I can't wait to play Brownie James how, how old is he like 15 or something he's in high school now I think he's a freshman LeBron's gonna play with him someday right that's gonna happen oh, for sure LeBron yeah. will for sure be playing I mean LeBron obviously isn't gonna be like smashing then he'll be LeBron but it'll be whatever like team drafts him he's just gonna go play on that team I bet and just, yeah. just to do it so you Why get a two for one special when you get him in I mean LeBron in the 40s can still go pass and, and rebound and do that kind of stuff well it was like Ken Griffey Sr. play with in the same lineup as, as Ken Griffey uh, Jr. on the Reds remember that yeah yeah they banged out a homer in the same day which is pretty awesome but uh all right third base what do you have for me Wait, shortstop. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Galvis. I, I, I always like my boy Freddie against righties. I like Iglesias. Iglesias has to be a low-owned red. Like, I don't – he just has to be because he's not <laughs> He's not great. But I, I like them. I like a sneaky guy that I like with my boy Wilmer is Nick Ahmed. So, you got 6-7 for Arizona that literally no one's going to play. No one's going to have Ahmed. Cool. I like those two. And it kind of works if you want to play the Dodgers. Like, if I love five chalky Dodgers, I always talk about this, but if I love a chalk stack like the Dodgers, which I do, play five Dodgers, then I can play Wilmer and Ahmed and even Carson Kelly or something. Like, play Carson Kelly over Will Smith. So you could play six, seven, eight Arizona with five chalky Dodgers, and you'll have a unique lineup just like that. So I, li- I, like, I like Ahmed a lot at that cheap price tag. It's a tough debate at the top as far as Story versus Seager. Machado, again, uh, don't mind Seager those. Seager versus Story's tough? I think so. You think I it's think, clear? I think Seager's like a way better play than Story. Well, dollar for dollar, I think he's the better play because he's cheaper and he's got the potential. I mean, it's the same. Is it really cheaper, though? Yeah, Seager's cheaper than Story. That I mean, but is, if you're paying like 5 k is it really that much of a difference when you're comparing the two i, I need every dollar i can get i, I gotta save them all okay i'll take seager i'll slide in you know, well i don't even need the <laughs> what does that the difference just points you can have story i'll have seager oh no I, i'm not fighting over it i, I oh. think it's a kind of a coin toss i think it's close that's that cash that that cash uh thing <laughs> where someone someone beats you with that huh I'm not, I'm, yeah, I, this is not where I'm planting the flag as far as Story versus Seager. I, I'm going back and forth. I don't have a definitive take. Shocking. I'm on the fence. Uh, that's that. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty shocking. Outfielders today. Uh, okay, Bellinger versus Trout. Who's, who's a better play? I mean, I'm always taking Bellinger just because, of course. So, Trout, yeah. the, the problem with the Angels, why they might be lower owned, is the three best players are all outfielders. Mm-hmm. kind of makes it a little awkward to stack but I don't know like maybe this is this is where I think the Reds can't be very high owned just because 
all the outfielders, like there's so many good Dodgers, Angels, Rockies. There's just so many good outfield plays that the Reds guys have to be pretty low owned, at least in outfield. The thing is they all have pretty good prices though. Like Winker is fairly priced, Puig's fairly priced, and Van Meter are also available in the outfield too. Like, the, But like you said, like uh, obviously there's an opportunity cost, you know, to the outfielders you can get. And, you know, if you're playing on fast draft, you can roster five or six outfielders on DK – you're only locked in at three and you talk about probably would too on fantasy draft to be honest like these outfielders are just loaded uh upton's pretty cheap for what it's worth uh upton's you know a distinct difference in asking price from trout from otani but i like Upton a good bit i think he's a guy you probably can consider for cash games if you're playing cash games today full disclosure again i am not doing that uh doll seems a little bit too cheap and uh you know, I was excited about Verdugo to some extent, and I'm not like crossing him off the board, but he's, he's plummeted to the seven hole, which is uh, maybe he doesn't get his fifth at bat now. I suppose he can still, but if he only gets four ABs now in cores, a uh, little less appealing, I suppose. Uh, Jock Jam's also available in the outfield too. Is there anybody else of note? We are a little bit behind, so we'll do the screen share in a second, and we'll do our, um, you know, talk about some stacks, talk about some dongs, answer some questions in chat. You guys can go ahead and start loading those up. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We'll knock out your question in the next seven or eight minutes or so before we step aside and get out of here for crunch time. Any more outfitters you want to give a shout out to, you want to pick on terrible Keichel, or, uh, you know, you want to just give me your stacks and your homers. I, I do want to pick on Keichel, but I don't really like Soto or Eaton. I mean, Robles, or you just wanted me to say his name again so you can make fun <laughs> of me. I, I, I do like him. I mean, what, how, how do you say his name? Victor Robles. Robles. Yeah, I, I like Robles. I mean, he's going to hit a bomb tonight. But it all depends on what direction your team's going. Like we say every day, outfield. You can play so many guys in the outfield. All right, uh, give me your stacks. Give me three guys that are going yard. Man, I've talked about it the whole show, but the Reds kind of were my team. I, I feel the best about the Reds. I don't want them to be chalky, but it's still a seven-game slate. Even if they're 15% owned, I think I have to stick with them. I don't. I like them more than the Angels. And even though I just would be so mad at myself if I liked them all day, I pivot off and they score a ton of runs. And then the Angels, who I don't – I don't love the Angels tonight outside of, like, Trout. So, I got to stick with the Reds. And give me give me the Nationals for, for a little cheap cheaper stack or lower-owned stack, I should say, not cheaper. And then the, those are Arizona guys for a little mini stack. Three homers. Three homers. Give me Suarez has to be. There's no way Suarez isn't hitting a bomb tonight. Like, that's a lock. Van Meter. <laughs> I, is this where I ask you what his first name is? Who? I know my Reds. You can't get me on the Reds. Oh, okay. You should know that one. Okay. Go ahead. I know him. You got you got to go for a different squad that I don't know is good. But and then Wilmer, my cheap one's got to be Wilmer. I mean, he's definitely. I, I'm for sure going. I'll, I'll probably get four bombs from my three tonight. A uh, quick peek here at the screen share. We're gonna try to knock out as many questions as possible. We can keep the screen share up, I guess, as we're answering these questions too. Uh, we mentioned the umpire data. If you guys uh, were not a part of the show, then here it is once again: Corbin, Keuchel, McRae, Pannone, uh, Keller, Gray, all have extreme pitchers umpires. We still have a few that aren't known just yet. As far as uh, the K props, I was looking at as well. I think Corbin's got the biggest K prop, what it's worth. Uh, yeah, he's got a seven and a half prop. And then, you know, Paddock, Smith, and Gray, they all have six and a half. Who has the most strikeouts that bunch, Tony? I would always say Corbin on, on this one. I, I Again, I love Sonny Gray, though. If, if that 
weather is good, which we need to listen to Roth on crunch time. Give me Sonny Gray as long as the weather checks out. Uh, take a peek as far as ownership. Of course, this is fluid. We have Paddock. Yeah, it's it's really tight. We have Paddock and Gray at 30%, give or take. Berea at 23%, despite the fact he's got those reverse splits, but just Detroit is so terrible. And he's also a, a meaningful difference as far as the salary, and it kind of opens things up. Hess is projected to be owned a good bit, which is like – I know he's going to be. These high-stakes guys, these top players that play these high-stakes, they will play Hess and they'll jam cores every single time, every day of the week. Like, he'll probably go four-ish innings, like, depending on, you know, and maybe he strikes out four or five and just gives up a homer and two runs or something like that, and that could be If you just do simple math, though, like, if he gets you 10 and cores goes off, like, you just can't win without doing that. Like, I don't care what Corbin does. Correct. Cor- Unless Cor- they just go way off the charts and Corbin goes for 43 or something like that. That's the only way if he gets Corbin could pitch a good game and get like 24 fantasy points and you'll just be drawing stone dead against cores. Thoughts on a Detroit stack. I mean, I get the Berea is going to be fairly popular and it's going to be a bunch of righties against Berea, but they're also terrible righties. What are you doing with that there as far as a tournament perspective? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing Detroit. <laughs> There's so much offense on this slate. It's not the slate to play Detroit. You got any love for Panoni? Uh, you know his numbers are his K numbers aren't great, and they're also kind of inflated because I think he was pitching out of the pen to some degree. Uh, I, I get it, just because it's you know it's amongst all the other trash. Any interest in Panoni against Kansas City? Yeah, it's the price. I mean, he's not much more expensive than those 4K guys. Kansas City doesn't scare me. I don't mind it. He's not, he's not my – if I'm playing one team, he's not going to be on it. But if I'm playing 150, I'll have, I don't know, 20% of him, 30%. Can you touch on how you view value in baseball? How I view – I don't really even think about pricing in baseball, to be honest. Like, I just play the stack I like and the pitchers. I just make it work. Like, I, I'm not worried. I don't worry about spending all my salary either. If I love my team and I have 1500 left, I'm not going to upgrade from – a guy in my stack to trout like that's just not what i believe in in baseball you don't say like um i i, I when you're building your lineup you're saying here's a stack i want yeah. and i want these two pitchers or it's like i'm just gonna take whatever pitchers make this stack work or it depends on the that day. some days depending on the day for sure i just the one thing i would never do is like say i like the reds tonight and i could get from van meter to trout i have the salary to do that i would never come off my stack to get trout I just wouldn't. I'd play Van Meter over Trout if that was my stack. Yeah, that's why me. I'm just like, screw it. I'll just pick a four-man red stack, and I'll play Trout. Yeah, and that's, and that's what probably wrong, like, you know, because of math. But, like, yeah, even though Trout's projected to score more, I understand why. And he's, he's going to score more, I don't know, what? A certain seven percent out of, of ten times, like eight out of ten. But the problem is when the Reds really go off and you get your 16-run game and Van Meter goes off, like – that makes up for those times when you would have played Trout, I, I think. It just kind of speaks to that question, but it's not – except the – well, you might think of this guy to be a, as, as good as Mike Trout. In a red stack, I have Scooter. Would you pivot to Wilmer? <laughs> I mean, again, I wouldn't – I would not pivot – sure, yeah, I, I like Wilmer with the reds, but I still want five reds. I want whatever the max is in my stack. Like, I'm not going to – on Fanduel, I want to play four – on DK, I want to play five. Is fantasy draft five or six? Yahoo six, I think. Like I want to play the max in my stack. Does Votto make your uh, red stack? <laughs> Votto's the hardest one for me. Because <laughs> I hate Votto. I like every other red. 
Votto's the I think I can play him just because first base I don't love, but Votto's my least favorite Reds guy. All right, so we got to step aside. We got to get out of here. We got to make way for crunch time. Uh, your favorite? Well, I guess we, we were going to talk Tarantino, but we ran out of time, unfortunately. Maybe we'll do we'll that. We'll do that on the Prim Factory. Let's do it, man. I want to talk about Tarantino. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait for tonight. Uh, no spoilers. I won't ruin it for anybody out, but of course, I'll get my Twitter review for sure. Uh, stay tuned for crunch time. Uh, T, give uh, give the people something strong. Let's finish. Let's close good. Give the people something that's uh, going to change this late tonight. I've been conflicted all night, but with these reds are going to go off, and Wilmer's going to hit two bombs to get me over the hump. Oh, wow. And then he's going to get pinched for when a, when a ready comes That's in. Fine. Get him out of there after he hits those two bombs. Let him rest. <laughs> you can't go backwards like a pitcher, but yeah. <laughs> we got to go. Fun show. Hope people out there enjoyed it. Again, like and subscribe. You guys watching those. Whatever scene, uh, rock the avatar for the Roadrunners badge. Feel free to check out the link that Devin's going to drop in chat for you guys. Make it away for crunch time. He's Tony. I'm Dean. We're out of here. Holler.